What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO Episode 17. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Happy birthday, Greg. Thank you, Blessing. How are you? I saw you put in Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, of course. I had to let people know. Of course, people should tweet at at Game Over Greggy. Let Mm -hmm. them know how you feel. Um, Give them your honest (laughs) thoughts. All all that good stuff. Uh, Everything under the video game stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, How do you spend your birthday so far? Uh, I've been eating. It's been on a nonstop. Oh. Just eating nonstop. It's been French toast uh, with homemade whipped cream. That was amazing. She used sourdough bread. Amazing. Uh, I went to Animal Crossing. They had a little party for me there. Uh, Then I When you say they... You're talking my about the NPCs. Yeah, my villagers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, not I didn't like, know if actual people through you like. No, an actual no, no. When you started, I know villager, that's the thing nowadays. They take you to somebody's houses. I went over to Moose's house or whatever. He took care of me. Um, got some stuff from him. Started handing out some cupcakes on my island. No big deal. It's a PlayStation podcast. Uh, played some Deliver Us from the Moon. Of course, we got that coming up uh, oh. in, at 104 games ranked. Uh, did we have cool friends with Nick? Then uh, ate a bunch of fried chicken sandwiches and a part of a giant cookie cake that just got delivered. Well, the fried the fried chicken sandwiches were those homemade or were those no uh, no, no square pie guys of course you know this pizza place oh they make an amazing buffalo chicken sandwich right then mm-hmm. they've now started a side brand that's just delivery and takeout today they're launching it it's called uh hot hetchies hetchies hot hetchies hot uh and so they sent over a, a sample a slant, sampling platter here of the fried chicken sandwiches they're all super oh. hot. They, have hot, they have hot cheetos on them andy you're gonna be excited about that one day hot cheetos on the sandwiches very good very good My that sounds Kevin, awesome not andy um you, you yeah, have pictures the of these or what's up i'm sorry what's up? What you have pictures of these bad boys i do if you go yeah, to twitter.com slash game over greggy uh, or my stories on instagram.com you can follow my food journey oh that means following on instagram though you son of a bitch are you are you verified? I don't. I am. I am verified. Oh, you are verified. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's not gonna be tough guy, huh? I, I followed you on you Twitch. Did. You weren't fucking verified on Twitch. You know what I mean? I mean, I just started streaming literally last night, and so far it's been very successful. Greg, now, if we can know. put aside all of our differences and our jokes and our guffaws we're doing here, I want to finally mm-hmm. congratulate you, blessing, on decorating you. your room. Look at you got you put your little Butterfinger cloud oh. back there. You finally put something yeah, up in your room. There. I've been trying to hold on. Been, What's the I'm other thing on the mantle? Is is that a stick? It's like, oh, the, uh, yeah, it's like a candle in case. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, was, no, you don't, I know what candles for in a bedroom. Don't worry about it. Came, it came courtesy of Kevin's sister when I moved in here. She was mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, just in case there's a smell, just here's a candle. I was like, why would there be a smell? But all right, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I still got all these Butterfingers, though, you know, that I'm rocking. Well, you've been eating a lot because you've been gaming better with Butterfinger, right? Exactly. So, Every time I yeah. eat a Butterfinger, I start gaming better. It's wild. Yeah, it's like double XP in real life. Butterfinger. What up? I, I think it was in case the last person's room, like the the smell was still there. Oh, but you know what? That do makes you know sense. who the last person that lived in there is? Yes, I do. Should I say it? Am I allowed to yeah, say it? Yeah, it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool, Greg lived in here before. Ain't I know bad. But also, why would, why would Cool Greg leave a smell? I came in no, here. No, no, no. But smell. it's it's not one of those things. It's one of those things. Like you ever walk into a room and you're like, oh man, it smells like some some you like know other people. Here. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like how yeah. when Blessing moves out and somebody else's moves in, she's going to give the candle and be like, if you want to get rid of the Butterfinger smell here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, oh, wow, there's a lot of Butterfingers. This, somebody this, guy, this guy smells like he was gaming better with Butterfinger. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and, and gentlemen, kills. enough about that. We have a giant show for you. First off, we have a Predator Hunting Grounds review. Then we're going to talk about why people want to spoil video games. Then we're going to talk about maybe if we have time, the changes we want to see in PlayStation's biggest franchises. Because this is PSI Love You XOXO, your weekly dose of PlayStation. You get to come here, hang out, me and Blessing talk about PlayStation with you. If you want to be part of it, it's easy. Patreon.com slash games. Give us your questions, your comments, your PSN profiles for trophy judgment. Uh, of course, Blessing gave you homework. And let me tell you, turns out you all have a lot of strong opinions about JRPGs. We'll get to those reader mails later. Of course, on Patreon.com slash games, you can watch us record the show live. But more importantly, on demand, you can get the show ad-free along with the exclusive post show we do each and every week but if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games please subscribe or podcast services around the globe each and every week you can get the show there for free no obviously uh post show you got to listen to the ads and stuff like that it's it's a living nightmare and you should go to patreon instead but if you can't i understand uh, speaking of going to Patreon, be like our producers, uh, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, Al Tribesman, the Predator, who, by the way, we are fighting tomorrow in Predator Tuesday, or I guess actually the day this would be posted. Uh, Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, 2 p.m. It's all kind of funny versus Al Tribesman in an Ilphonic sponsored Predator stream. Uh, James Hastings, uh, Sancho West Gaming, Cody Banks, Trent Berry, uh, Julian, the gluten free gamer, Joseph O. Youssef, and Scott Radloff. Today we're brought to you by our sponsor, MeUndies, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, bless. Hit me with the X's and O's. Greg, this last week, a PlayStation exclusive game released to the world. A console exclusive game. That's a good point because it's on it's on PC also. Was, yeah. was it not published by PlayStation though? It is, yeah. It, okay, so but it just came out on both PC and PlayStation. Sure. New uh, world. Predator Predator Hunting Grounds right. came out, and we've gotten the chance to play it here at Kind of Funny. Ooh. Uh, and so we should talk about it. Isn't that right, Greg? We are. We are going to review Predator Hunting Grounds right now, ladies and gentlemen. So before we go any further, let me once again remind you, of course, we have a streaming uh, sponsorship with uh, Ilphonic where we've been playing Predator Hunting Grounds. So if you can't, if you feel like you can't trust our review on it, that's understandable. Of course, you know, we wouldn't play a game we hate or do anything with that. So you don't have to feel that way. But I understand totally if you want to take all of this with a grain of salt. However, we're going to welcome to the show right now, Andy Cortez, Nick Scarpino. The fire team, as I call us, because we're out there chasing predators left. Oh, and right. we were still muted. Sorry, I was still muted. My bad. I was still muted. It was great. Look you know at me, look what I'm doing right now, Greg. Huh? I'm itching. He's, he's itching. You got the desire, right? This is what I'm talking about. You know, a game is something special when Nick Scarpino is the one hitting me up, going like, "Hey, we gonna play tonight? What are we? You want to play like eight, nine o'clock? What's going on?" It's true. I have had to have very many convers awkward conversations with my wife where we're <laughs> midway through a very good movie on HBO. And in these quarantine times, we're like, very good movies are sparse because we've watched them all by now. Yeah. We were like a good hour and 15 minutes into this new HBO movie called Bad Education with Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Really, really good. And then uh, I, I, Greg texts me. He's like, you guys, like or, earlier you'd slack. Do you want to play at 930? And I'm like, I start getting anxiety because it's it's nine nine ten. And we're not done with this movie yet. Nine, <laughs> we're not done with this movie yet. Nine twenty, and I finally paused. And I was like, "Babe, I have to prepare you for something." 
like literally as the climax of this movie is happening, I have to go play Predator with the guys. So we're going to have to watch this tomorrow. <laughs> how is she? Because that's obviously that's a common occurrence in the Miller household that I'm like, I got to I got to go play or I'm playing something while something's on TV. Is D just being like, that's OK, honey, go do your thing. Or she Oh, been- yeah, she's been super supportive. Of it. She, she totally gets it. Like we're all on like normally it would be something that I would tell her ahead of time so that we could prepare because we like spending Saturday and Sunday nights together. Yeah, but it's we're in quarantine times, man. Anything goes. So it's like if if I get the if I get the itch and I want to go do something, she's more than happy to have me leave the room <laughs> for an hour and a half <laughs> so she doesn't have to deal with me. Andy Cortez, what is your nutshell opinion here on Predator Hunting Grounds? Oh, you're not going to ask me about my wife, Greg, or like my I'm sorry, my at home uh, relationship, or uh, your wife, the peep back there. How does she feel <laughs> being left all by her lonesome in the bed? She's very supportive. Very supportive. <laughs> Uh, I, I think the game is like, first off, let's just start off with the bad, right? I think sure. the game is, is buggy at sometimes. Yeah. I think the game has frame rate issues, um, especially even on PC. Like I have a fairly uh, decent rig. I'm playing on both machines, but I think like the best testament that we can, <clears throat> that you can have for a game that yes, we are sponsored by this, but we have played uh, the last two nights for yeah. about two hours, maybe three hours off oh, stream yeah. where I'm not even streaming with you guys. It's just like, let's just play. Like I, I streamed yesterday. I played on PC and then I was like, all right, done streaming. Going to watch the Michael Jordan last dance doc. And then I get the text from Greg. Hey, word out there that there's a predator. <laughs> gonna get this guy. So it's like, all right, I'm in. And I, I think the game just has a great loop because I want to keep yeah. upgrading my stuff. I want to keep um i like i don't love playing as a predator because i'm really really bad at it but i love playing as the soldier and uh, it's just fun getting the xp and leveling up and yeah the game is super flawed and i think there's a lot of little quality of life updates that they can do but i'm still going to support this game because i want to see those updates actually come through um it's a bummer that you can't get uh we can't do crossplay parties yet which is so uh, the thing i'm worried about that with greg is i feel like they've been super hush hush about it so i don't even know if that's in the plans why would you need to you can play it on playstation everything's great yeah but like you know i get 90 field i get my 90 fov on pc and i you know mm-hmm. i'm just a sharpshooter that means you know what sharpshooter. I, mean? I really want him just to focus on a vita version personally but oh, uh, blessing what's your first uh your first uh impression of uh hunting grounds i've been having a lot of fun with it i've been really enjoying it uh i'm with andy that the game can be rough in quite a few places like the frame rate is an issue for me on my base ps4 um i there there have been glitches like a lot of glitches there's a specific glitch where um if you're there are there's this thing called veritanium mm-hmm. i think it's, it's like, like the, the, the yeah the currency that you're picking up um that you can find in the maps that you're traversing and uh something i've noticed is that I, after i pick some up the icon will remain to pick pick up more. And I'll be like, oh, cool. I can get some free Veritanium. I start trying to pick more up. And then uh, it'll happen where like the, just the diamond icon will stay on the screen. Um, and <laughs> that's, that actually, that's actually not a bug. That's just them punishing you for being greedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. You know, you know what you're doing is wrong. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. As I was doing, I was like, oh, look at all this free Veritanium that yeah, I'm exactly. getting. And then like a minute later, I was like, oh, shoot. What have I done? I This uh, this icon is stuck on my screen. Yeah. I probably didn't get any of the Veritanium that I thought I was getting. Um, but that's like a thing that, that happens like once every maybe. Oh, it's not happening anymore because I figured out what I was doing. Yeah, but it's dip. like, yeah, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to double dip on, on that thing. But like every, let's say one out of three matches, I'll notice the thing where it's like, oh, 
the um the shooting sound like the the sound for yeah. shooting a gun will remain on a character and so like the well, whole you're at the loading happens. screen and you still hear the, or the helicopter you're like that ain't right That's yeah that type of stuff like yeah. there's just a, a, a lot of polishing stuff that totally. um that remains to be kind of rough in the final game um and then yeah like even even some of the gun feel i feel like feels off like the aiming feels kind of floaty in certain spaces like uh, and especially coming off of call of duty which is like the perfect uh first person shooter it's kind of hard to judge oh, because sure, call yeah. of duty is like the 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 pinnacle right that's like the best feeling first person shooter you can play and yeah. coming down to predator hunting grounds it's like all right this is definitely not call of duty in the way that it feels pc that feels said, real great bless pc it feels does, great does it really? Andy, yeah, i man. will kick you off this show all right it it's called PS, I love you. pc i love you PC, I love you. <laughs> I could all be playing solitaire. <laughs> PC, I love you. ASDW. Um, but like out, outside, all, outside of all of that, though, like the core loop of the game is so fun, right? Yeah. Like the idea that you're going to the match. It's four v one. Um, but you, as 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 a team, right? You are like fulfilling these objectives. You are killing these NPCs. Uh, you are muddying it up, muddying up at the beginning of each match so that the predator can't scan you. Like that whole loop is so fun and so. Um, not complicated in a way yeah. that I think allows for people to jump into it and immediately go like, oh no, I know what this is. Okay, no, this all makes sense. And I think the the biggest thing, the biggest compliment I can give this game is that uh, I look at the unlocks for when, when you get to higher levels, right? Once you get to like level 40, you might unlock a new gun or you might unlock a new perk or you might unlock, uh, unlock new gear and stuff like that. Um, I look at that stuff and I get excited about it as I'm yeah. playing, which is like the biggest thing I can say because like I was not expecting that to happen at all. I was expecting to jump in and play with you guys and then bounce out after the weekend. But sure. I got to like level 40 something and I'm like looking at some of the weapons that the Predator has and I'm like, oh man, I really want that bow and arrow or I really want that, uh, like the staff that he has. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I, they have a, the combi stick. Yeah, they have like a special a special thing here that I think, you know, after some updates, after some polishing up, I think could yeah. even end up being something that lasts a long time. But even what they have here, I think is really good or at least really fun. Yeah, well, exactly. You nail it, right? I mean, my, you know, kicking off the conversation, top level thoughts are, yeah, like I... I'm so pleasantly surprised with the game because, of course, this is from Ilphonic, the developer who did Friday the 13th. Everybody remembers I love Friday the 13th, which was a similar asymmetrical uh, multiplayer. More uh, people versus Jason than this. Again, this is four fire team members versus the one Predator, right? Um, but knowing that and knowing how bad Friday the 13th's launch was and knowing how rough Predator's beta was when people were waiting 20 minutes for matchmaking, all these different stuff, it was coming into this like, all right, I'm super excited for this because of the pedigree of it, the kind of game it is, and I know what I'm getting into, but am I going to get an improved Delphonic experience or am I going to get something similar to Friday 13th? And so uh, when they launched it at 9 o'clock on Thursday, it was initially like it seemed like really big shades of Friday 13th where it was people on Twitter being like, I'm waiting 30 minutes for a match and I can't get into that. I thought Delphonic's response to it of having both tweets up, forum posts up, and then putting it into the game that we're aware of it, we're working on it kind of thing was really helpful. And by the time we got in on Friday for our thing, it was already better, let alone private matchmaking, solving. I mean, my number one problem with Friday 13th was if you and I, if all of us wanted to play together and we went into a private thing, we didn't earn XP. So it was like, there was all these unlocks for Jason and the consulars and all these things, but we weren't actually moving towards it. We were wasting our time. Whereas with Predator Hunting Grounds, they're like, fuck it, who cares? It's all, for the most part, kind of cosmetic. You get new weapons, you do stuff. But if you just want to play your friends, you can be rewarded the same way. And so that's what's interesting about this and watching people's reactions to it is that everything we've just said is true, I, I believe, right? The game is a rough around the edges, for sure. You were talking about those glitches. I had the glitch where 
uh, I gave myself my first aid injection and pulled it out, and then I couldn't switch back to my weapon. So I was just running around with a syringe. So I, they, I was playing with kind of funny best friends. They were like, uh, go stand by the, the barrel. We'll blow up the barrel and then we'll revive you. And they did. And I had the gun. And then when I went to the syringe, it happened again. I was like, motherfucker. Like, uh, there's lots of stuff like that. There's little things like that. You know, um, when we went and demoed it and did the preview session down at PlayStation, uh, they were explaining to us, you know, like the, the AI that's in there, that's the NPCs that are running around shooting you, the gorillas or whatever, they're meant to not be that big of a threat clearly they can kill if they sat on you forever it's more of a threat though of like they start distracting you and then that predator can get in and do things but so they're in the, like you know so they're meant to be fodder they're meant to be easily blown up and stuff like that but they are dumb as a box of rocks in this like you'll see them running into trees you'll be running through the woods and you'll see them spawn in front of you like just out of thin yeah. air pop oh, right yeah, I've, there. Seen, I've seen that before and it's like whatever that's not you know the biggest thing or whatever but when you start like adding up how you how you review this game and where it all shakes out i think that stands out but that it starts getting into what you know tim would always talk about on gamescast right of like like not everything needs to be an eight a nine a ten right you can swim in sevens and have a great time and Mm -hmm. what's fascinating about predator is despite all these problems despite just three maps which i think is one of my biggest things i think they need to get on right away is getting more content in there for that it's just so much fun to fucking play. And yeah. the more we all play it, the more I see it start going and get not high level gameplay, but like actually using the tools of the Predator and using the more advanced options and weapons and uh, uh, distractions. Because when we were originally playing it, it was that idea of like, all right, this is really fun, but how much long, how much, how, how, how long will this be fun for? And then, you know, like last night when, it, when, in, when we were playing with Tam from, GameSpot and I started using the distraction devices for the first time. It was like, oh fuck. Then we were then, you know, you can go into public matchmaking as a fire team. So it was us four playing and we went in and just started matching with random predators and seeing a predator who's really good at using the bear traps. You start going like fuck, there actually is uh not a it, it's simple to get into like we were talking about, but then more difficult to master. And so it's this yeah. really interesting concoction. I think it's yeah, why like- I like I, I enjoy this a lot more than Friday the thirteenth, because I I didn't have fun being a counselor in that game. Like I, I just felt like I was always back up against the wall. And that's what the game's supposed to make you feel. Yeah. But I love the idea of, I mean, even last night, it was great having those private matches, but I thought it was so much fun uh, before Bless Join and then when Tam left, where it was yeah. four of us against a random predator. And that's so cool because it's straight up just like, all right, let's see what this guy's got, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you uh, you enter this world and... Some of them suck. Some of them are like us, and we're still learning about you know the predators' mechanics and what's the best uh, route to take. Or you could be like Nick, <laughs> just be on the ground as the predator. <laughs> All right, why don't you tell the story? I, I, I don't even want to tell trees. the story. <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell the story. It totally has nothing to do with reviewing the game, but we're all it's it's me, Tam, Bless, and Greg, and we're all walking, and Nick is the predator, and. Nick always has trouble finding us and we're talking about like, where could he be? Like, I wonder where he is. And I straight up just walk out of a, like a bushes or whatever. And just in the middle of dirt, looking up at a tree, <laughs> Nick is the predator, not in camo or anything like that. Just standing there. And I go, Oh, he's right here. And Nick goes, Oh shit. And Nick runs away. <laughs> and it was just like the funniest moment. But well, yeah, you say that that doesn't have something to do with reviewing the game. I think it really does. Is that, yeah, yeah. We have these, moments that are like we're again i i'm gonna keep drumming on it because i think it's my biggest disappointment is i'm surprised with the mission variety of 
All right, get the pigs. All right, find the drugs. Get these idols, whatever. All the mission stuff you're doing as the uh, fire team. Because the idea is it's like Predator 1 where you're on a mission and then the Predator shows up. You're like, what the fuck is this? All the missions you're doing there are, you know, go get this. Go get this thing. Defend this thing. Go over there and do this thing. They're multi-part. And though I thought those were what would feel repetitive, but now playing it uh, since really hard. I mean, I'm level 64 now, 65 since launch. It's more the it's just the same three environments, which are the same fights yeah. keep happening. I feel in the same spots. And, they, I, and I couldn't tell you like what the different maps were. Like the maps all look the same to the point where it's like, like it, they could have just had one large map and it probably yeah. wouldn't, have made, wouldn't have made a difference. And so, but even that said, and that being the visual thing, I was it, early on when I, you know, because I feel like we put it down and I kind of think a little bit about it critically or you can go to bed or go do whatever I have to do. And it was that thing of like, all right, well, I'm not going to burn out on that. But even us playing, you know, multiple hours for three or four nights in a row here. I feel like each one of the games was different and it would be that oh, I'm going to try a different loadout with my guy, my uh, fire team member. Or, uh, I'm going to do something different as the predator. And like, we're running into different scenarios and there is, there are those moments that like right now, as the predator starts to click for me, like I'm not good with the predator. I think I'm maybe in the group, one of the better predators, but like I'm getting there where it's all starting to kind of make sense and how I should do this and what I should do here. But on top of that, those moments that you always have Andy, where we're in there, the predator drops down, maybe he knocks out one of us, but then when we get him on the run and you take off, you're like, I'm hunting, I'm going. And like, there's the like, run, yeah. this, it's the game turns and it's this new excitement to it of like, fuck, we're gonna get this guy. Yeah, yeah. well, that's a, that's part of what I think they nailed is that if you have four, <clears throat> excuse me, four squad people that know how to play the game and understand that and you're, you're stronger as a group than you are as an individual, it then becomes very hard on the predator because like that, yeah. that balance between like being the predator and being like, all right, how do I take out these four people? Um, when, when, you know, against one person, you're super strong, but then against like three or more, it's difficult to really try and take somebody down because you're, if you're, if you're caught like slicing at somebody, say you're doing like melee combat as the predator, right? Like somebody else could see you doing that and then immediately try to try to take chunks out of your health uh, by shooting at you um that balance between that back and forth between the predator and the fire team i think is really good and it's yeah. like it's it's surprisingly well balanced you don't feel overpowered as the predator and see, but also the at thing the same is, time you're scared as the fire team a little bit here monday afternoon as we record right i would say that it's good it's balanced between the two right but i remember on both starting the game and then when we were deeper into the game feeling different about it where in the beginning it seemed like predator was op right when he could just get down and kill us real fast then it felt like we turned a corner of like well wait if we're always together the predator is just gonna get owned when he comes down and now that we all feel a little bit more confident with predator using different weapons devices or whatever now it feels like again we're back to this more yeah, it's like the sways back and forth of like all right cool they're sticking together how do i then take that apart as i'm leveling up and unlocking more equipment as the predator like what can i use and like that combi yeah. stick comes into play because that's like a later a later level unlockable but even that and, right when we when we came into the weekend or like saturday being like that stick's unbeatable it's a cheat then andy really got good at parrying <laughs> and i was like fuck yeah. no you can't use that yeah that's what yeah. i was gonna say the, the the game initially is deceiving deceivingly simple like where you look at you're like this is way too way too simple for it to keep me uh, engaged for this long. But then this, as the strategy comes in and the strategy starts to evolve as people get better, that's where I think really the meat of this game is. That's why it's so much fun. There was a moment yesterday where, because I looked at loading one of those bear traps into my loadout for for my main predator. And I was like, I just don't see how that's going to be useful. Like yeah. usually like looking back in my, just the limited experience of how many combat situations we got into, we're usually in the open. Like smartly, our, our strike team usually 
knows how to just kind of stay back to back in the open and make sure we can see him coming from different directions. But there was one moment yesterday where three of us ran into a room like idiots to do a, an objective. And I looked over and I saw a bear trap just hit the one and only entrance yeah. to the room. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like if I if anyone steps out of that, they're going to get caught. And this guy's just going to pick us apart. And that was the guy that just murdered us. Well, that's if you ceremoniously remember, in back to the thing like that was us versus a random predator online. Right? Yeah. So to like, as I, I, I think I kind of said it, but like you can enter in, obviously, if you want to play as predator uh, strike team person. If you're like us, you can get a team, a four person strike team together and then just match up randomly against predators like we were doing private matches. You can assign roles, do whatever you want. But that was the same predator, right? Who, yeah, was using different tools. And then on top of that, when we did kill him in that room, he ran and put his face to the wall. So we couldn't shoot the mask off his face yeah. to use his bomb. And so then me and Blessing just and had a bear trap. And it was like, fuck, this guy thought through with like his suicide plan here. And me, me and Blessing just had to hold hands as we were dying on the floor as we heard Greg laughing and running away. Yeah. Typical. I, um, um, I think the main question I keep hearing is like, is this game fun to play without friends? Yep. Um, and I think the jury's still out for me because the only times I've popped in to play, uh, I've only played off. Let's see here. I've only played without friends on PC. Um, and and that was just to level. You're already upset because you're playing on PC. So no, no, no. I mean, you know, my aim's so much better. I'm just uh, absolutely, I'm just an absolute murderer on that platform, but I got out of the shower and I was like, I want to level up. So that's where I started playing off stream. And that's where we encountered the one dude who was just like, this guy was all about it. This guy was just calling the shots, just like, if you hear that kitty purring up in the trees, you let me know. Like, this guy was just super on it. But I had, um, that was mostly, mostly just for leveling uh, purposes, right? Just, I'm going to play without friends, but I just, it's because I want to keep, I want to get this scope for my sniper or whatever. But um, I think if you play at least with one friend, you don't need a full squad, but if you and one friend just team yeah. up, yeah. and knowing that you're going to be playing uh, a random uh person online playing as the predator i think there's such a thrill in that like i that knowing that this guy is out there trying to fucking eat your lunch dude and you're doing everything you can and maybe you make new friends with these two other randoms in your squad or whatever but i i, I think the jury's still out for me whether i would have a blast playing this offline we you know where i'm not giggling with you guys you know the, the way i was saying it right is like i only did uh night one i or i guess night one into the day two i played a couple by myself and i enjoyed it but that was learning the mechanics of it and i was playing as just a soldier on or whatever the way when people were asking me i was telling them i think it'd be i think you could have fun if that's what you want to do but it hits different with friends like it definitely is a game that yeah like we were talking before we started recording are we playing tonight and you guys have edits to do and other things going on i guess technically it's my birthday dinner with my wife too but whatever uh it is that idea that if you aren't down to do it, then I probably wouldn't just, I, I don't know if I, I wouldn't randomly jump on. And I think that is at this point, the fun of it, because it is a game that we haven't talked about too many mechanics of it, but like when you are the fire team, you need to listen for the predator. You need to look for his laser. You need to see his thing over there. Ping him, so you, ping yeah. him and call him out and all that. And so you need to be communicating with one another. And I would imagine as the days go by and the more casual people drop off that we're just looky-loos or whatever, and you get people who are actually into it, you're going to run into those squads. But then again, yeah, I don't want to be in a squad and be like the weak link and everybody's like, oh, God, this guy sucks kind of thing. Whereas with us, it is that great feeling of, you know, even right now where <laughs> when we were playing night one, it was like, oh, man, we're in a PlayStation party. So, you know, when the Predator, when if you're going to be Predator, you need to mute the party or you need to jump out of the party. Like, day two, we we're like, fuck that. Like, we're not. Yeah, no. It's not like we're saying exactly yeah. where you are. And even it's if we were, so it's so much more fun. More fun. Well, it's so much yeah. more fun to yeah. hear, like, when Greg is chasing us and be like, 
Oh, oh, he's bleeding, dude. He's fucking terrified right now. And then yeah, Greg yeah. just well, that, but he's like, I am hurt. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a couple times the other night where we used that to our advantage, too, right? Where yeah. I'm like, Andy, keep going after him. And, but we were going toward, toward the um, to re, uh, revive Blessing. But yeah. Greg thought we were still chasing him. So Greg was still beelining for safety. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that I think it's a different dynamic. I think you can absolutely if you got really good at Predator, I, I could easily see you oh wanting God. to jump in and just own people for hours on end. And I did. I played a couple matches by myself to level up as well. It was fine, but you definitely feel like you're 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 on an island by yourself, and you don't get that level of coordination unless you're chatting with people. So, I mean, I just think the, the last three days of playing this has been some of the fun I've, I've ever had playing online stuff with people. So, I look forward to tomorrow's stream. Where we're gonna just own Alex Rimesman. Do you think? Oh, yeah. How long do you think it lasts? Because that was the thing is I, I you know I I would been I've been stoked since obviously the announcement of it, but getting closer <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, cool. I want that Friday Thirteenth Five again, and playing it friday on stream and when we ended it it was like fuck i want to keep going and when we did that night and then saturday was the same thing of like you know doing all my errands in the morning and then being like i'm gonna play till the end of it and i when i came to bed saturday night i almost told jen like i think my fever broke like i'm to the point now that i feel like and i, I still want to play the game but i feel like i can play other things and then when we all actually coordinate like oh do you want to do it tonight sure then i'll go back and play but i don't know mm -hmm. if i'm like the thing that worries me is i am already in my 40s in terms of in terms of my level down my age um because i'm in my 20s but like yeah, okay. in, in 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 terms of how how far along i am in the, in the game <laughs> sorry nick um <laughs> in terms of how far i am in the game right i feel like i've made a lot of progress in terms of in terms of my leveling up um faster than i would in other games to the point where i'm like yeah i almost have like all like the vital things unlocked in terms of weapons and all that stuff and perks yeah once i hit that point where everything's unlocked am i really gonna still feel as motivated uh that's like my one big worry uh but aside from that like i i, I can see myself playing this game in the context of like us playing it as a group or me playing it with friends yeah. for a while, especially given that like not many other games are coming out at this point. Sure. Um, there we do have dates now for Last Wars and Ghost of Tsushima, but those are like June and July. Um, and so like I, until then, I can see myself honestly playing this game if my friends keep playing. If everybody drops off at the same time, then that might be another story because sure. yeah, I'm not playing this game uh, with randos as much. I was playing it a little bit yesterday and the day before, but it's definitely for me not as fun playing with rando than ra playing with 100%. randos as it is playing with friends. Yeah, see, for me, the leveling is the opposite, though. I, I'm glad I leveled up fast because my big barrier to entry for any of these games like this is that I jump in and everyone's level 64 and I'm level two. And that's yeah. not it's not I don't feel like I'm adding to the group. I feel like I'm dragging everyone down and I also don't understand the strategy of it. So I feel like getting up to I think I'm level 50 right now. I have every weapon I possibly could need to just be able to be a productive member of the team and try to figure out deeper and deeper strategy and different deeper ways to, to take on these predators. And so I think like for me, it's it's important to have all the tools that I need right off the get go. And I they did a really good job of incentivizing me to, to play this weekend with the double XP and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so now that I'm leveled up, I, I'm like, yeah, now I want to keep it up. It's like you've been to the gym for the last three weeks. You're feeling good. You can run and you're like, now I want to now I want to keep it up. I want to stress those legs and see how far we can go with it. Plus, I think I'm only scratching the surface at how to be predator. And, and like, that's the thing, right? I started like messing with, you know, you can have different loadouts or whatever. And so I still have my fifth one, I think, locked or sixth one locked or right. whatever. So putting them in and mixing and matching weapons, like when I was like, oh, I unlocked the Berserker class for Predator. Let's try this out. And I went in there. I'm like, you got, you're like, how was it? And I was like, I, it it was way different. And I didn't have the right loadout of weapons. Like I, I, I do. I'm with you that I, I 
like how fast I was able to unlock so much of it. There's still stuff I'm still striving for. Uh, you have your own levels you play through. Uh, yeah, there was double XP if you hit the square button for the de- the deluxe edition or whatever, which is the yeah. $60 version of the game versus the regular base game, which is $40. Um, and so I like that I unlocked a lot of stuff so that I could start experimenting. And then I feel like, like we said, and this is uh, to your point, Nick, all of us playing together and leveling together where it was in the beginning, like, oh, this doesn't feel good or that doesn't feel good or blah, blah. And like, bringing in new people now they like when we brought in our friend brennan uh, on saturday night mm-hmm. he was playing and he was like a level two to us and he was like yeah man my predator i suck as predator and it's like well yeah you do but there's also like you don't have the right weapons yet you don't have yeah the, the cool and there's things. a curve to it like he got killed by an npc i was like wow <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah remember i was like who killed him no we got the coke because the npc just walked up and put one in his, the back of his head <laughs> uh, uh no I, but i mean like oh sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say, I think like uh, in terms of staying power, I'm always kind of weird when it comes to games where it, the, the quality of the game could be absolute shit or it could be the best game ever. And staying power doesn't that doesn't matter to me because sometimes I just stop playing a game because I'm just not in that mood anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think if the game. It, it, I think a lot of it comes down to if you all keep if my friends keep playing it and if there are enticing enough. um cosmetics that keep popping up if there are added weapons the levels like i'm fine with the level like i don't really have an issue with the variety in the three levels i do think they they look kind of samey but now i know that one of them has like these mine temples another yeah. one has these big oil drums and another it's like one jungle has... temple the water one and then the train yard yeah those are the uh, three. and i if i can real quick they feel big when you started, I felt, like when we were running around. But I think all the, not all, but most mission objectives have the same kind of choke points. Because like train yard, it's like, all right, cool, run to the place with the giant, the train yard <laughs> with yeah. the tin roofs and whatever. And right. I know that from one of those sides, I'll see you guys coming. Yeah. and But but I think, yeah, if the game keeps, uh, if they keep releasing enticing weapons and cosmetics, yeah, that would give me more of a reason to keep popping back in and level with you guys. Uh, because I just think, you know, this movie, this game is like a, a Hollywood blockbuster. Like it's like it's popcorn. It, it's junk food. It's not I wouldn't say a great game, but I'm still having a blast with it. Like I, I think if they can keep introducing cool uh, items to unlock as well as fixing all these little issues that we have more quality of life stuff. Um, and yeah, if if they if they introduce cross play, like true cross play parties and stuff. Because to to uh, I just want to explain it for people. Dork. You cannot create a party. I can, I'll, me on PC cannot create a party with you guys on PS4. But there are tons of times where you just start a random game and you'll see PC and PS4 players. Yeah, there's so, cross play. There's just not cross party. There's cross play matchmaking, but there's no cross play like party uh, creating. Yeah, that, it's kind of a bummer. I will uh, I will keep playing until I get nasty with the plasma caster. I hit. I got one kill with it on my last round. This is the pistol, blessing. right? The predator's pistol. No, the, it's the. Uh, I'm thinking the shoulder. Cannon. Oh, the, sho- the shoulder cannon. Okay. Yeah, that's the first guy. It's the first weapon you start off with. It's obviously that, and the uh, the claws that it has are are the base things that the predators always had since the '87 movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And I was so disappointed by how hard it was to kill with that yeah. until I realized that if I could draw people out, if I was sat on a branch and let people come to me to get a better shot at me. It would give me time to, to charge it up and blessing came running out and i just heard him go oh i see him i see him i got him and then i let it go and he goes oh he got <laughs> and i was like yes so just like, I, I don't know i think that i think there's a surprising amount of depth 
in the game, especially when you're playing as the Predator. And I think that strategy is going to keep me interested for a while. Yeah, I can. I, I definitely want to keep playing. Uh, you know, it's I think I don't think it's as egregious as Friday the 13th, but it's one of those like somebody asked me uh, on Twitter over the weekend, like, are you playing a platinum it? And I was like, I always say, like, I'll try to make and I looked at the thing that's like get a thousand claims as Predator or whatever. I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe if I, you know, we never stop playing or whatever. But even then, it's it's such a weird it's it's awesome how i think everything we said about all the cons of the game are true right like it's rough around this edge what about the maps yada 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 but still the sum is greater than its parts and i think so much of that is us coming in and being friends and wanting to play and you know hang out together and i encourage you know people who are like who there was people who were like oh i bought it but i have nobody to play with i'm like well go to the subreddit go to the kind of funny facebook group go to whatever you can find other people to play with like there's something to that and that makes it special even though the game like we are saying it's not great it's not like, yeah. an amazing game I, it's honestly, something to get fun. honestly the thing that it, that that like is going for the game for me is the fact that it's fun like everything like if you, if you take apart the game and look at it's like individual details yeah. of it i'm like this doesn't really like a lot of this just doesn't work like the game doesn't look pretty like yeah. the the uh mechanically like it feels so rough to play in some at, at some points and yeah like it's super glitchy and i wish there was more features and all all these different things but at the core of it it's a really fun experience it makes for really fun gameplay moments like like ones that we ones that we've talked about on this podcast already right Andy's saying and you talk about how like we came across nick just chilling looking up at the sun one time <laughs> right that uh, the point where nick uh saw me uh, come out and he shot me with this thing like there's so many of those moments that I feel like you can, you, we can extrapolate from any match we play in this game that yeah. makes this game fun and memorable in a way that, like you said, it's it's the it's greater than the sum of its parts. Um, even though like its parts do feel individually kind of like very rough in a lot sure. of places. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any closing thoughts, anybody? Al, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. I'll probably play tonight. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's get, let's get <laughs> game and do some editing. You have an edit to do, Nick. Come I on, know, man. Bro, I know. When is when is Fan 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 one of the things worth pointing out, uh, we were talking about uh, the vibranium or whatever the hell it is for unlocking Veritanium. stuff. You get, yeah, thank you. You get rewarded with it or whatever, and then you come out and there's loot boxes that you spent, you know, you drop on, and you get or whatever. But like they aren't, you can't buy unless I have missed it. You can't buy with real uh, game. You can't buy with real money that stuff. The in-game currency. It's just in-game. It's just unlocking cosmetic stuff. It's just like new paint jobs and face paints and everything like that. Like I feel like that's the way to do that kind of stuff. Where I'm like incentivized and also when i come out i'm like excited that i have the loot drop or the loot chest right i'm like oh pop in there and see what's in there i digress nick andy thank you so much for joining us thanks for having us no problem andy, i know you have a pc podcast to go to right now and talk about the new generations of space bars we're, and talk, we're talking about valorant and cod Warzone updates. oh my god i'm so bored already <laughs> you know what i mean all right bye guys bye everyone and then there were two kind of there it is Kevin, what do you need from me? Uh, There's a million of seconds. me. I know. It's just it's a blessing. Uh, thank you all for listening. Again, as I said, remember, for transparency, uh, Ilphonic has sponsored us to stream Predator. So not the review and not our tweets and not our praise of it or whatever. And that was, that was, that, that was the, the, my favorite thing is like I know that I was the Friday the 13th guy. And so... I remember what it was like trying to drag everybody to stream that and then nobody wanting to play with me after. So on Friday when we were streaming it and literally even Tim was having fun, I was like, fuck, this is awesome. This is what it could have been like forever. (laughs) Friends. Blessing. 
What's number two on the X's and O's? Why do people spoil games, Greg? These fuckers. These idiots. And also, what does The Last of Us 2 and uh, Ghost of Shima's release date tell us about the PS5? Uh, these are being lumped into one because they all feed it in together. Um, but yeah, we got The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Shima, the new release dates. They announced them today as of the time we're recording. Um, let's see. Last of Us Part 2 will arrive on June 19th, uh, whereas Ghost of Shima will be delayed until July 17th. So we got the dates. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull dates. One, are, you, are, you want, are we putting it all together? You want to handle this right here? Because that's a month apart for two big first party let's, games. Let's, 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 let's touch on this one first. Okay. So yeah, we got the dates. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with those dates. Like, this is honestly, like, part of me, part of me was already, like, resigned to the fact that Last of Us is going to be a PS5 launch title. You know, I was, I was already like, that is going to happen. Like, the indefinite thing, you know, that, yeah. that's already, that, that's already let us know. Um, the, the fact that we're going to get the Last of Us Part 2 in June, I think is especially good news coming off of the, the story leak. Um, yes. I think that that's like the big thing right now where um, we'll actually I'll just get in. Yeah, bring that in. Let's just, it, I'm up. sorry, but I'm so Let's excited talk. to talk to my friend Blessing. Yeah. So uh, last uh, Naughty Dog on Twitter tweeted this message out today just to give people context, right? Uh, this tweet comes from Naughty Dog. They did like the screenshot of the notes app thing. Uh, not literally the notes app, but same kind of spirit. Text, uh, they, <laughs> they say, we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing a pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. Naughty Dog. And this is, of course, coming off of uh, yesterday. There were a bunch of Last of Us Part 2 story narrative leaks that people have like tons of ideas on where they came from, but I think the prevailing theory is that there was a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee that decided to uh, leak a bunch of the story details of the game. Um, huge, huge spoilers that are out there. So protect yeah. yourself, protect your eyes, mute all the words that you that you need to, if you want to stay unspoiled. Um, but have Greg, you been with spoiled all this, yet? yes. Like I mean, I I already knew it was going to happen, and so it was one of those things where I was like, like last night as I saw everything kind of happening, I was like, it's gonna. Like what we host the PlayStation podcast, yeah. right? We I we host kind of funny games daily every every single day, and people love to come and troll and like you're wrong or whatever. And so like today and you're wrong, there was like a bunch of people being like or just dropping spoilers. And it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, and so that was my yes, thing. I have been spoiled. I when it when it broke, I got a bunch of DMs from people being like, mute all the no-, and I'm like, that's not gonna work. Like that's not how things yeah. get spoiled. And sure, and shit today, like I was just in my feed looking at birthday messages, and there's a screenshot with text over it. So it's like you won't even be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. whatever so, you know what, I mean? what are you gonna do yeah but yeah the, so coming off of that leak the release date is very good news uh because people do are you think they're related because i saw this as well that people were like they they must have today decided to over the weekend this happens they're like naughty dog hits that playstation like what the fuck let's just go let's get it out and this is the date they pick i i don't think they're related but i we talked about this a little bit today me and tim um i don't i don't think they came up with this release date based off of the leaks because these are big, big ships to steer, right? Like, of course. If the Last of Us Part Two was planned as like a, any sort of PS5, you know, launch title, which I think those discussions probably happened, um, you know, a, a story leak isn't the thing that's going to uh, turn that around at least this quickly. Like the fact that the leaks ha- leaks happened last night and this announcement is coming this morning, I don't think that's a ship that gets turned that quick. Yeah. Um, but I could see the case of like, you know, they came, they 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 
came down to these dates for Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, and maybe they were going to announce them later this week, but they decided to announce them today yeah, um, to because you, you put people at ease um, a bit with that. I could see that being the case, but I don't think the dates are the dates because of the Last of Us leak. Yeah, I think I, I think the timing is interesting because I do think it's good news. Let's get out there and try to bury this bad news before it can get even further, right? Because it, it is that thing we all get so wrapped up in. Oh my gosh, this is happening right now. It's being spoiled for everybody, blah, blah, like. It's being spoiled for what? Maybe ten percent of the audience that's gonna, and, and that's maybe. I bet it's. I bet it's a single even. point. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like it, we always want to think that everybody is on Twitter, the Reddit's, the listening to every video game podcast. They're not. We're just very vocal, so it seems like we're this huge uh, majority when in fact we are the minority of the people who are going to pick this up and play this and not have any idea that the last this the cutscenes have leaked and this got put out and yada yada yada. And so I think, yeah, you start putting good news out there. You try to fill it out that way and then taper it off as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how do, how do you feel about the release dates for both Ghost and Last of Us? I'm surprised they're on top of each other that way. You know what I mean? Less than a month, but pretty much one month is an interesting drop because I felt, you know, when all this happened in, you know, we start throwing around our clearly off base, nobody understands business uh, ideas. I was pretty much like, oh, it's got, Last of Us has got to come out with the PS5 now. Like that just makes sense if you're gonna push past it, but instead you, for the delay to just be a couple weeks from its May date, right? Like, do you think those conversations happen? Because I think that must have been it, right? Like, you come out uh, about a month ago, right, and you say that like, hey, play, uh, we're we're delaying Last of Us Part Two indefinitely, along with Iron Man VR, which we also need to talk about. Um, Where the hell's that at? Come on, <laughs> yeah, because um, but like you you come out and you say that you're delaying both those games indefinitely. I figure. You make that decision based off the fact that the world's on fire and yep. you, like, you, you, don't know. you see that pipeline issues are happening and you want to make sure that you keep people informed because these things are kind of imminent. And so you delay both of them. I imagine you do that. And I imagine over the last few weeks, I guess over the last month, right, they've been having those conversations of like, all right, how do we deal with this? Do we push the PS5? Do we just keep it? Um, it do we just move it up to June? Like, how's the pipeline looking? I'm sure they keep an ear to like, you know, see how things shift, see if they can uh if if things come back to somewhat normalcy by june not normalcy is in like work from home is, is over but normalcy yeah. in terms of the production pipeline can amazon get you your packages on time yeah and can we like print this and do all that stuff will GameStop be open on june 19th yeah and I'm, I'm sure that's what it mostly came down to um but yeah like i don't know this this date seems to be coming off of off of that right like and yeah part part of me part of me wants to think that they weighed the numbers and the way the benefits and I guess the, the the negatives of coming out with the PS5 and this just turned out to be the the better scenario for them. For well, I mean, reason. what gets interesting about it is I thought that you would bump Last of Us Part Two to PlayStation 5's launch because you're also worried about Horizon or whatever exclusives you're working on to be a launch title for PlayStation mm-hmm. Five. If that's not ha- if they clearly that's not happening, then the question or not even question it just becomes oh, but then I guess maybe they're not far behind on whatever their PlayStation 5 launch lineup is going to be. Maybe this, what they're seeing right now is they've taken a breath and looked at all the developers who are working from home is that, nope, everything's on track and we're going to still have the launch lineup we thought we were going to have. So we don't need to hold back something like this, a AAA thing in our pocket. We Let's get it out again. And, you know, I think when we looked at this and talked about, when we look at these dates now and then being so close together, I think the messaging is still pretty clear there, right? Of like, even though the PlayStation 4 life cycle will continue and you'll still be able to buy PlayStation 4s and they'll want you to buy them cheaper or whatever, they are trying to put a period on this generation before launching PlayStation 5. 
right? We've talked about this over and over again of outside of, you know, Ghost and outside of Last of Us, like what are the first parties working on? What are their titles? But like, you know, these are the grand finales for the PlayStation 4 in terms of AAA games from first party from PlayStation. And so they're trying to, I think, get them out as fast as possible. So as fast as possible, they can switch all marketing guns to let's talk about the PlayStation 5. Let's get you excited to buy this thing in November, December, whatever holiday means to them this time around with the pandemic. But I think, you know, still committing to June for uh, Last of Us pushing Ghost to July. Ghost should, you'd arguably you want more room between those titles, right? Because you do want a, a, production psych uh um sorry a pr cycle for each one of them a chance to get yeah. people hype and get trailers on tv and blah blah and now you have campaigns running I- into each other and you also run into the same problems uh that everybody has when they're marketing stuff like this of if they're this close together there will be the people who are like well i only have 60 dollars to spend on one i, I won't i won't have 120 dollars uh in a month time i have to pick one of these games and which one am i going to pick like that PlayStation doesn't want that, but they also don't want to let one of the ghosts go so long and it's close to PlayStation five and has the exact same situation there of, well, I want to spend $500 on this machine. I don't want to spend $60 on a last generation game. Like I want to buy the new thing for it. Why do you think they push ghost of Tsushima also, instead of putting out last was part two after ghost of Tsushima? Cause I'm sure that was probably an option that that came up or that that's an option that seemingly exists, right? Like ghost of Tsushima already had that, um, june date on it yeah um i don't mean to be rude and i I don't think i am i think anybody would you know dollars and cents of this is that in terms of playstation internally right like Mm -hmm. naughty dog is the star they they are the triple a they are the mvp they are the ones that are like are going to last of us part two is going to sell way better than ghost of tsushima period and so i think you don't want to go the opposite of what i just talked about where Ghost comes out first, sure, and people do buy it, but then that gets in the way of Last of Us. Last of Us is going to put up numbers, man. It's going to fucking mm-hmm. put numbers on the board here, regardless of spoilers, regardless of when it comes out. But if it comes out and it doesn't have any competition in front of it to worry about Ghost of Tsushima, as much as that wants to be con- competition for the people who don't buy every game that comes out, you don't want to fuck up those numbers. PlayStation wants to say that Last of Us Part 2 sold X times better than Last of Us Part 1 in a 24-hour period. Last of Us Part 2 has become a runaway success and is our most pre-ordered. You know, they want all of those kind of, uh, not game of the years, but like awards and stats to put on the box for Last of Us Part 2 and put in the commercial for Last of Us Part 2 and have articles on IG and talking about for Last of Us Part 2. Like, especially coming off of this bad news, you want to have all the good news you can have for this game. And so... While I'm super stoked for Ghost of Tsushima, I know some people read into my comments. Um, the last piece I love you, or the piece I love you beforehand of. Oh, Greg said, I forget what I even said though. Basically, of like it's kind of, basically that Ghost of Tsushima is kind of this unknown quantity, and that I didn't. Think, oh, I didn't think it was going to be. I think it's Game of the Year from Gamescast. That I didn't think that Ghost of Tsushima will be in Game of the Year running, and like mm-hmm. I didn't, he didn't really say why. Blah, blah blah. It's like well, it's just the fact that from the little bit we've seen of it, it looks like a great game, but I don't know if it looks as revolutionary as last of us felt playing or looks you know what i mean and so there's just so much hype to the last of us that you want to keep things out of its way and what that means i honestly believe is put putting something a month behind it is also not great that's also gonna you could have a last of us hangover you figure it's going to be a conversation piece for quite some time and articles and guides and everything else but putting it in front of it you'd really fuck it up because the the lead up that fever pitch we all go into right before the release of a big game would be right on top of this. And yeah. so I don't think you're going to get, hopefully you figure you can get 
people more if, if last of us part two comes out and as good as we all think and hope it will be then you can hopefully ride that up like and now we got another banger from playstation coming here for ghost of tsushima hmm. i that think it, you know what i mean it does better it's, it's it's that argument sometimes of like uh this is a flawed i don't i don't have it but like having a better lead in right where sometimes you put your big gun first to get eyes on there and then hopefully they continue on to whatever show you're trying to promote whatever used to come after friends i can't remember boy meets world i don't Actually, no. That was, that now, now you're thinking this. You're thinking of TGIF. I'm thinking of Thursday yeah. That's what I'm thinking of NBC. Yeah, but then these uh, fucking people leaking everything. Come on. I got a, I got a question here from Mitchell from Canada, uh, who writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can, and says, "So Last of Us Part Two had a massive leak on Sunday with loads of the game's cutscenes and gameplay showing up online. Unfortunately, lots of terrible people are going around and intentionally spoiling the game for people. I myself got a pretty massive spoiler on Reddit." Well, that really blows that people are having a game they waited four years for since announcement. Uh, I can't even imagine how much this sucks for everybody who works who worked on the game for the last four plus years and was looking forward to people getting to experience it. I really feel for Neil and the rest of the team at Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. They must be so heartbroken over this. Do people or do you guys have any guesses as to how a leak as massive as this actually happened? Will Sony seek legal action against those responsible for the leak? I know that secondary studios are often co contracted to help uh, finish big projects like this. Do you think that could be the source of the leak? I mean, I I, I think as as far as will PlayStation seek like action as far as like legal action, I think if they're I think if they're able to narrow down who did it, probably the I The person who did so. this is fucked. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, if, like they will get you. They are going. If the person to get works, you. if the person works at Naughty Dog, and like if the if the story circulating around is true, right? That it's a disgruntled disgruntled employee, and they leaked all that information. Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> but here's they're, the thing: is that like, I don't buy. I, and I I say this with literally no information because again, I haven't unless you, you maybe if you've seen it, I haven't seen an actual report confirmation. I've seen the IGN article of like, hey, there's spoilers out there. Be careful. But I haven't seen yeah. IGN say there's spoilers out there. And rumor has it this, that and the other. I just see this being a prevalent uh, Internet theory. Yeah, I've not I've not seen it at all either. And, and like when, when I was talking about it earlier today on KFGD, I was, I was hesitant to even like kind of go, go that route. Yeah. I think the, the only the only thing I've seen is like Jason Schreier uh, tweeting about it as if that is the case, which like he's saying that's. Good. I, I I don't know his, I can't remember his exact words I can pull up the Twitter but he, he was tweeting it. about this leak and he was talking about it as if um or he he was at, he was at least making reference to like if a Naughty Dog employee uh did this here's what I'll read that's I'll, it. I'll, I'll read Shrier's the things since we're talking Go about them. It. it was my first time reading it first blush just catching up on this Naughty Dog story and man no matter how angry you are about your workplace conditions or your pay or whatever else leaking your whole game just hurts all the other people who are in the trenches with you so many better ways to channel that rage it's amazing how many people responding to oh this is responsible responding to this don't seem to get that devs at Naughty Dog parentheses including a couple I just talked to can uh, be both infuriated by crunch culture and devastated that their hard work uh, just leaked. Uh, this action doesn't hurt management, it hurts workers. In conclusion, this, where he's quote tweeting this um, from very cute dog haver, uh, game dev, formerly Warcraft Obsidian, now starting a work notes video. Um, my only feeling about TLU2, as someone uh, with not a lot of investment in the game and who doesn't care that much about spoilers, I still gotta say, action without organization is counterproductive. If you're mad at your employer, employer organize. Then FWIW, I also can't find any actual evidence that this was actually a result of a labor issue. So who knows whether that's the motivation, but still. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's the thing is like, there's not any sort of concrete confirmation um, 
but I, that's it's just like the prevailing theory. My thing about it is this. I can't, and this is, again, we're recording this on Monday, April 27th, 3.06 p.m. Pacific time. I can't fathom this actually being a naughty dog person. Because, again, it's the same thing Jason's talking about. Of if, and, and when I say person, I mean a full-time developer, not mm-hmm. a play tester, not like a contractor, some, not a part-time. I mean, not even a contract. I mean, right, what's happening here is career suicide. Like, if this is intentional, which it seems like it is, right? Yeah. There's no coming back from this. They are going to ca- catch you, and they are going to... There will be some ramification, I would imagine, legally for this, of all the NDAs oh, I mean, you just yeah. fucked up. Not to mention, like, even though this doesn't affect the majority of people, there are people who won't play this, and there will be things about it. Not to mention, yeah, the everything we're talking about of the run-up to this, and, like, think about... It, hold on. So, like, think... I mean, just think about it this way, too, of, like... And I know this isn't the right take on it or the right way to associate it. But think of it this way. Like this leak has pulled the pin now on so many articles and conversations and podcasts and whatever in the the hype to The Last of Us Part Two. right? There's always those. That, I don't know if we would have done one, but I'm sure there would have been a beyond or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like what yeah. do you think? Like we had happen? that episode a couple months ago. Right, and I think as you get closer, to be like another one. What do you think has happened? Like rewind theaters for the actual thing, and it's like now to do any of that would also be like, well, we think we know that this, we know the spoilers are out there. Like blah blah blah. Like it's hurting the actual marketing plan for the game. Maybe not sales, but it, probably sales because you're not talking about it as much. All these different things. I can't imagine this is an actual naughty dog person unless this they literally are like i'm fucking done making games and i'm never gonna do it again because they'll never get hired anywhere again even let's say they escape this and it wasn't um they don't get found out which they will be because there's a you know it's digital files or how like how many how easy is it to get the last of us two cutscenes out right now and up like there'd be enough scuttlebutt in the studio in the industry to be like well you know ted is the guy who did, we think did it or whatever and like that's a scarlet letter for that person yada 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 I, when I first heard about all this happening, I assumed it was not accidental, but either some playtester. But then I was like, wait, how could a playtester capture their own footage and get those cutscenes? And then it was like, well, is it a translation thing? Is it that they sent the game to country X to get translated into language Y? I, 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 as far as I saw, there were both like English and like I think German translations okay. that were out there as far as spoilers. So that, I mean, that very well could be the case. See, and that's the thing is I, again, haven't, so this is a bigger conversation and it's definitely person by person, right? In terms of what do you think of spoilers, right? I am not the kind of person who is like, oh my God, spoilers ruin the game. Now I'm not interested, right? Knowing the few screenshots I've seen, the people who have made super uh, stupid uh, Reddit names and said stuff or you're wrong things, like knowing that, knowing in quotes those facts, because I won't believe it till I actually play it and see it. I guess I've seen pictures or whatever. But like, that doesn't ruin it for me because for me, it still is the journey. How do we get there? What is going on? You know, what, what is, what are aliens motivations? And I'm sure all that shit's out there and I could see that too. But even that said, like hearing about Ishmael's letters in Last of Us 1, wouldn't hit the same as reading Ishmael's letters in Last of Us. Yeah. You know, hearing about Joel falling in love with Ellie as a daughter figure in Last of Us 1 doesn't hit the same as seeing it and getting to the draft, right? Like that's, those are moments that go. And so even though some of the spoilers I've seen and some of the cutscenes I've seen, you know, are like, oh, yeah, I could have if I was to put together a list of the 10 endings, I think the last of us, these would these would be in there. So it's like 
Does that matter then that I know where it's going to end? I don't think so because I'm the fucking guy who, when Nick saw yesterday, the Beatles movie, right, came in and he was like, I saw that. I was like, how was he? He was like, it was really good. Do you want me to tell you about it? I'm like, yeah. He told me the entire plot synopsis, everything, beat for beat for like 30 minutes. And then months later, it popped up on Amazon. I'm like, oh, Jen, let's watch this. Like, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a great ride. I'd love to see that. So, yeah. It sucks. yeah I know I'm, I'm not like that. Blessing, how do, how do you wrestle with spoilers? I mean, I think this is the same thing for me, right? Like, I think in terms of the types of spoilers that people tend to spoil is usually going to be stuff like X person died or X person wins or whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. And those spoilers to me are so boring. Yeah. Um, like the, the, if, if you told me like to name five people who I think might die in the last of part two, right? Like I'm sure I could probably figure, like figure out like what I could probably figure out certain plot points of the game. Of right. I think there are, there are a lot of prevailing theories. There have been prevailing theories, even without the spoilers of like, all right, like it. What's Joel up to in this game? Okay, what's what's Ellie gonna gonna? How's Ellie gonna end up in this game? All right, who's this lady that we don't know the name of that is like uh, blanked <laughs> out? Right? Like, yeah. There, there are so many things that we've theorized about that we've tried to that we've tried to figure out for fun, and even like seeing that stuff written out like on a sentence on a piece of paper, like that stuff doesn't necessarily do anything for me, despite how, um, like, I don't, despite how interesting like that piece of information might be i think it all it all works better in context like yeah. any any sort of story or game like this i think being able to experience it within context uh adds a whole another like adds multiple layers to how you actually receive that message or receive that moment and so like you know i when i saw the spoilers i was like upset but like it's it's whatever it's not it's not it's not a thing where i'm like oh this ruins the last of us for me like I'm, you know, I'm still going to play the game. I'm going to enjoy I still it. Wanna I, dots. I still want to see how. It yeah. Goes. And like, I know it was what we talked about in uh, Mitchell's article or uh, question. And then the tweets from Jason, right. in the follow up uh, quote tweet, like the people I, I feel for are naughty dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like you want to talk about like your hands being tied behind your back on this one, where it's not like the game's out tomorrow. It is that all this happened and there's no way for you to fix it. There's nothing you can do. You didn't do anything wrong. This isn't, this isn't that they left a USB with videos on a train. This isn't somebody took a photo on their air, on an airplane over their shoulder kind of thing. Like this is just a fuck. This is done. And again, we've been working on this for years and we're so close to the finish line, which we should have passed in February, but it got pushed. And then we are, we should yeah. be prepping right now for everyone to play it. Right. We should be what? I think uh, a month away, less than a month, almost yeah, going to right. come out in May 20 something. Right, so I'm doing the backwards math. I would say, like, if let me look at the calendar here. You figure if like we should be like three weeks or so. Yeah, if we... you were talking about us as press, right? Like, if it's coming out the tw- that week of the 22nd, is that what? Oh, uh, I see, John. Yeah, like what we would have had it. I would imagine, like, probably like in a week or next two. week, next Friday, we would have probably gotten review copies. I would think, and so like, or at least people would have, maybe not us. You know, who knows where we're going to be? Uh, but <laughs> things would have come out and done whatever, like. That you it's just it's fucked there's nothing you can do right and again it's to the point too that it's just like it fucks up their whole way of talking about the game because again they want to not acknowledge this but they're going to have to acknowledge it when they get interviewed and people are going to want to podcast about the last of us and get people excited for it but they can't podcast speculation anymore even us right now talking about this ensures that ladies and gentlemen listening or watching you can't go to the youtube comments like well yeah definitely get down there and hide the users and ban everybody and ban them on reddit and but it's like it's a fight you don't win. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to keep it all out, and it spoils everything, and it's everywhere. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. That's really it. it you're right. Exciting release really. dates, though. 
Yeah, no. Okay, we're actually getting the games. Yeah, except Iron Man VR. Today. What the fuck? Come on. Oh yeah, I almost forgot Iron Man VR. So what? What do you think is up with that? No, we don't. No, we haven't gotten any any information on Iron Man VR. I I I, I think that the leaks this weekend might have forced the decision, like we talked about, to, to announce quicker. I think it might be as well that Iron Man VR is its own thing, right? I, I I can't wait for Iron Man VR. I hope it's great. Love camouflage. I love Iron Man. Love Marvel games. That game will sell such a tiny percent of both, I think, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of yeah. Us that it's like Last of Us is release date moving around directly affects Ghost. You have to worry about where you're putting Ghost in that thing. I think so many people were too when it was Last of Us and uh, Iron Man delayed indefinitely. The question was, what about Ghost? Like that's got a release date right afterwards. What's going on? I think that you answer that question first right here and then you with iron man vr give them more time worry about it later i don't think iron man vr iron man vr isn't the sophie's choice of if i can only buy one of these games last of us or ghost what am i gonna pick iron man vr is like you have playstation vr right you're clearly dedicated the attack rate's crazy you're gonna buy this you like marvel like let's see what happens i think it hurts it in terms of if they and i don't know because i haven't seen it since the uh preview if they intend this to be like a system seller for uh, for VR, if this VR. is going to be a bundle, then you get into the same things we were just talking about of like, fuck, this game could have done something really awesome. It could have really moved the needle, but it's now right around $120 worth of AAA PlayStation exclusives, and it's in the shadow of the coming $500 you know, PlayStation 5. Yeah, like I, I, I'm curious to see when this game actually comes out because like mm-hmm. the thing for me, the way I've been kind of looking at, at it today is that like, you imagine that yes, Iron Man VR is meant to be a system seller for VR, and in that case, right? You imagine that a big push for this game would be to have it in stores and like your, your Best Buys and, and GameStops, being able to demo it, um, having to be, be able being able to put PSVR Good on point. your on your face, yeah. and you imagine that that's just an impossible. I mean, not even imagine it is an impossible thing to do right now, right? Nobody's yeah. going to put a VR unit on their face in a public place. Like that's that's dumb. Um, and so and that's so, the thing. You come back on that one, right? Of like yeah. you're 100 right, and so what do you do with that you know playstation 5 has made a big deal about being backwards compatible do you just sit on it do you just let it cook until we're in a different place in the pandemic and like put it out in spring of next year you know as a bundle are we overthinking it you just put it out because it's not it's not it's always so hard and again we're not the business people we know the financials it's always so hard to sit here and, and think about like are you putting something out to die like how does all this work you know what i mean when we start looking at these months these final month these final months of the PlayStation 4 being the golden child for PlayStation before PS5 comes in and really swoops in. Where do you insert these things where you're giving people a cool constant drip of content, but not stretching their wallets too thin? Because again, if you remember, this is what we always talked about with PlayStation 3's problem that, what was it, the year and a half period where they had like an exclusive every month, which on paper is awesome. Oh my God, Twisted Metal. Oh my God, this, or uh, Starhawk. Oh my God, like, yeah. This is so fucking cool. But then none of those games performed because guess what? Like you started fracturing the audience of how many games do I want? Does everybody want to buy? And that's why PlayStation 4, I think this is me just talking. PlayStation mm-hmm. 4's exclusive lineup has been way more metered in terms of like, here's one, then a long drop. Here's one, and then a long, you know what I mean? Like let yeah. things cook. And like, you know, that's why we've talked about Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding for like three years or whatever it was <laughs> before we yeah. ever got our hands on one of them. Yeah, I think it sucks, but I think you honestly just put it out because I, I, yeah. 
to the demo thing, right? Like that's not a problem that's going to get fixed within the next year, right? Like nope. I think people are going to be very trepidatious to put something on their face over the next two years. Yep. Um, as far as like the demoing of it goes, and I don't think you want to sit on that game for like over a year. Fuck no, because it looked great. God, I want that game so bad. Uh, but it's also you. You raise a good point that with all that, that I think then plays back into this. And in, I know, uh, kind of funny games cast. Uh, recording this Wednesday, YouTube.com, or no, no patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It'll be up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, like subscribe, share is going to be us going back to our predictions at the beginning of the year. Right. And, you know, speaking of predictions, it's gotten me thinking of, right. When we were talking about predictions for the next, next generation, uh, another games cast we did where I was like, I hope I'm not right. And I don't think it is, but I just don't think there'll be a PlayStation VR too. Like, I think that there's all intense. I think there's the desire to make it happen. I just, for some reason could see that being something that falls out. I feel like since then there's been so many reverberations like what we're talking about right now where if they just send iron man vr out of like listen we just got to get it out we have a deal with marvel we have to we have a deal with camouflage we have to just release this by whatever date just get it out before playstation 5 ramps up that will hurt its sales that will hurt its legs that will hurt moving the playstation vr and if they don't hit whatever internal goal they have for playstation vr by the end of the final you know it's like this whole domino effect of seeing it all tumble out of like at what point do they look at playstation vr2 and go like well no it's just not worth it and you look back and it's you know just unfortunate timing on so many different things it's unfortunate greg i love this show we just fucking ramble and talk about things bless it's great it's awesome it's been over an hour but like you know what now you want a bourbon i said oh man yeah let's i mean do it if we're in the office i'd get one i don't feel like going into the other into the kitchen and and pouring myself something you know it's a long walk i don't know if you had some over there with your butterfingers i mean i I, oh in the butterfinger bag i just have bourbon in it honestly (laughs) that's not a bad idea to just keep bourbon in the bedroom i know know? i thought you Uh, by the way i I meant to say this earlier but i forgot your hair looks great today thank you very much yeah yeah jen haircut still hanging in there nice i really want to get a haircut so badly but i i my only option is to buy clippers and to do it myself which sure. I can do. I can just like watch YouTube videos. I just don't trust myself to do it. Sure. Um, because you only get one shot, like Eminem said in that one song. Um, I had said a long time up, ago that if, if the if the uh, uh, shelter in place got extended again, which I knew it would, I was thinking about doing something stupid with my facial hair. I don't know if yeah. I should because I look great. Because the art, it just doesn't make sense. Because I'm still on camera every day. Yeah, you are. Like, you know, you know, get a cool mustache going. Something I mean, like you that. could just shave the beard, just go with the mustache, see how that works. Look like Mario. <laughs> story number three uh what big changes do we want to see in playstation's big franchises uh i'm asking this question uh coming off of this report from last week about horizon zero dawn getting a trilogy uh including a bigger world and co-op play i'm gonna read this story from andy robinson from video games chronicle then we can circle back to that original question uh andy robinson writes Multiple sources have told VGC that Sony Interactive Entertainment has greenlit ambitious plans for the post-apocalyptic open-world franchise, which debuted in 2017 with the 10 million selling Horizon Zero Dawn. Amsterdam-based Guerrilla had always desired to deliver a series of Horizon games, and a multi-part script was written, but the plan was only officially agreed after the, the original game's strong debut on PS4. The next installment, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, started development soon after the first game's successful release, sources said. Initially, the game was planned for PS4. However, it's thought that development has now entirely shifted focus to Sony's next-generation console. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is said to be to be uh, gigantic in scope, with a larger game world and more freedom to explore it than in its predecessor. People with knowledge of the game also indicated the inclusion of a co-op feature, although it's not clear if this is delivered via the main story or a separate mode. At one point, Gorilla was planning to release a standalone co-op game preview with progress carrying over to the latter, 
uh, to the later full version of Zero Dawn 2, one person involved told VGC. However, it's not clear if these plans are still in place. Co-op is a feature Gorilla has long intended to introduce to the series, and it's understood PlayStation is equally uh, was equally keen to see online functionality implemented in the sequel. A co-op feature was initially planned for the first game, but was ultimately scrapped so the development team could focus on other areas of the title. Horizon Zero Dawn concept art that leaked in 2014, verified by VGC, even shows initial plans to have multiple players battle the game's huge mechanical beasts. Um, and so for Greg, for Horizon Zero Dawn 2, right? We, got, we can expect co-op. We can expect a, a bigger, more explorable or open You might world. be able to. Yeah, yeah, we might yeah, be able yeah. to. Um, according to the sources that VGC has here. I um, won't believe it till the ending's leaked, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, until a disgruntled employee may or may not uh, put it out there. Uh, coming, coming off of this information, I want to know from you, Greg. Yeah. What big changes do you want to see in, the, in um, PlayStation's big franchises? The thing about it, and I'm, I'm, it, it franchise is an interesting way to put it. And I like, I like mm-hmm. when you ask these questions in the X's and O's blessing. This is why you earn your keep around here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cause we talked about this on Games Daily, the Horizon Zero Dawn 2 stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. I find myself of just like clear the, you're like you're clear my mind and you put these questions in there. And my immediate reaction to this one is, please don't do this. Where it's like, I don't want this in Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just want more Aloy and more of a story and more of the open world RPG, right? However, I then go back to my feelings on it. Like, well, if Gorilla feels this is what's best and Gorilla has a plan for this, then clearly it'll be great because Gorilla's great. And so it's not that it's what we talked about. Like, this could be a monster hunter. This could be whatever, you know, you know, uh, Janina, Janina, our friend, a uh, friend of the show, Janina Gavankar, like, you know, was in the DLC and then accidentally confirmed there was a second one of you, uh, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, whatever it was now during Star Wars celebration. And so yeah. maybe, you know, what if it was her and Ashley? What if that was the co-op? And what if, you know, you're splitting it that way? That could be cool. Like there's a million different things, but like for Horizon Zero Dawn 2, I want a direct sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn and I don't want them to muddy that up. So then when you expand the question of like, what do you want to see in PlayStation's biggest franchises? That's when it gets interesting. Like I want another fucking infamous. I do not think it needs to be Cole. I do not think it needs to be Delson. I honestly think it, they need to reboot it because they got crazy with the story of the conduits yeah. and their alternate endings and where they are. Like I'd love to see them do infamous again and just give us from the ground up a superhero story. And I know that if you're not Greg Miller, you might think superheroes are played out or whatever. Like, what was awesome about Infamous was the idea that it was a comic book that had, it was an original comic book. It could do anything it wanted to it. And I think it kind of became a slave to its own continuity and that didn't make it worse, but you know, Infamous Second Son is a not super uplifting game. Like, right. Conduits are already bad news bears and this kind of sucks. And we're living with the ramifications of coal already existing. Like, I'd love to see something like that be started again, where a new set of powers commit to one power. Like I'm always the guy who, wants it more more simple like i liked how infamous one was just electricity powers infamous two mm-hmm. adding in the extra powers like meh, and then infamous second son having a whole bunch to switch between i didn't dig like i'd rather us pick one power for an, an infamous reboot and go with it that's what i i want to see things get back to basics you know what i mean i i you know seeing big franchises and big changes right like would you still want on- infamous to be uh open world oh yeah I think that's core to it. Open world superhero yeah. game. I think Infamous needs to be open world. I think it needs to be a reset of the universe, new character. And I think more than anything, uh, and I, 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 it's hard to say because I haven't played or Ghost of Tsushima outside of seeing the two demos. So I don't want to like put down everything. 
I think it needs to up its game design to a more 2020 take where infamous second son felt like infamous two felt like infamous one. And I mean that in the way of like, there's just like a giant icon you run to or float to. And it kind of like mm. didn't break the experience, but it didn't feel immersive that I was a superhero in this world. It felt like I was playing a game broken up into different missions, a la like a GTA, like old school GTA, if that makes mm. sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thank you. That really makes sense. Makes sense. And then from there, it's like you know, what do we, what changes do we want to see in PlayStation big franchises? Like Days Gone, you know, one one that comes up and that just celebrated its one year anniversary. Put up all sorts of stats of like how many uh, the crazy amount of hours people have played on it. I don't know if you got that in any of your rundowns here. I can open up Ben real quick because they put out a cool infographic. Always a big fan of an infographic, you know, boss. Yeah, I love infographics. Yeah, you know, it's been three hundred sixty five days. 365 days gone. Thanks for playing. 200 million hours were spent clearing. 45 million hordes. 32 million infestations. 30 million ambush camps. 30 million Nero checkpoints. Like, again, for for days gone not connecting with me, it was because of little things. And I think if they went in there and refined the combat and refined how you take down uh, groups, right? If they redid the currency system so... I'm not trying to choose between camps, but I can't unlock all the camps to go do the thing to go. Like, and this is me pulling now from my memory banks of my days gone review, which I did redownload. I do want to give it another shot now that so much stuff's been added to it or whatever. Like, there's something two days gone that I think, and as talented as Sony Bend is, that I'd love to see them get another crack at. And I think again, with the amount of with the amount of people that talk about days gone and talk about it as an underrated gem and all that stuff, I definitely think they're getting. I hope they're definitely getting another shot at it and get in there and do something. What about you, Bless? When you think of PlayStation franchises, you want to see changes with, what do you think? I mean, when I think of, because the question here, like, says big franchises, right? And I know that's, like, a question I made up, and so I don't necessarily have to, like, stick to that, right? But my mind immediately started going through the the catalog that PlayStation has as far as uh, franchises that they own. And yeah. for some reason, Ratchet & Clank comes to mind. Like, yeah. I would love to see them revisit Ratchet & Clank and really, like, I know they did the the reboot or the the remake or the the, the movie the, the game remake. based off of the movie based yeah. off of the first game so it's basically yeah. a remake of the first game even though it's just the it's just the game based off of the movie i know they did that in 2016 i think i would actually like to see some some sort of reboot whether it is coming off of Ratchet and clank 2016 and it's just maybe like a sequel to that um but yeah. creating its own kind of universe or if it is like another like hey let's reboot from the beginning but we're not going to recreate the first game because you already just did that Let's just, you know, start Ratchet and Clank again. They already know each other. It's a fresh new universe. Um, and it is what, kind of what you enjoy from the, the classic Ratchet and Clank games, right? Like linear, like level exploration, but you're jumping from level to level, sure. uh, going through a story. Like, you know, I would, I'd love to see them revisit that. Um, Astrobot, I, I, I oh, want, yeah. I, and I honestly, this kind of depends on what the future of, of PSVR is. Cause I think Astrobot works so well as, a mascot for PSVR and as like an icon for PSVR. You know, we look at PSVR and like Astrobot is a good representative, not only because yeah. the game is quality, but because Astrobot has personality, has a voice, has all these things. Maybe not a voice, but can, is able to represent that brand well. They got that fucking annoying ass voice. Yeah, they do got that. If if PSVR is possibly on its way out uh, in a few years, I, I would love to see that uh, that franchise continue, right? I would love to oh, see... Oh, sure, just do a platformer, Astro- just do a normal yeah, platformer. Just do, like, a, a normal Astrobot platformer on PS4 or PS5, I guess, at this point. Like, I think that could take... And I know Knack always comes up on the show, but I think that could take the place of Knack and work super Knack. well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Knack, man. Knack is back. I, I, I think what Knack kind of set out to do 
as far as being this family-friendly platforming franchise, I mean, it, it did that, but at the same time, it wasn't necessarily like a breakout success in any sort of way. Yeah. I think Astrobot could do those same things and actually be successful. I don't know about breakout success because that's really hard to do with this type of game, but I think Astrobot can come out and be beloved, if if anything, by the PlayStation fan base, if not by a, a larger uh, group of people. And so I'd like to see that, see it come out and do that. And maybe be like, whether it is like Astrobot Rescue Mission and it is like these linear levels that you're making your way through almost like a Crash Bandicoot sort of thing. Or if it is like explorable open environments akin to, say, a Banjo-Kazooie, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'd i love to see that. I'd love to see what a bigger, more fleshed out Astrobot game looks like. Um as far as far as the big franchises, I'm kind of with you. Is like as far as like you look at Horizon, and you're like, I just want more Horizon. Yeah. Um, I think of God of War, and I'm like, oh, I just don't, I don't, I want more God of War. I don't want them to really mess around with God of War because I think they nailed God of War. I look at Spider Man, I'm like, I don't. You guys nailed Spider Man. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily need anything drastically different. And then I look it. at like, like Uncharted and Last of Us, and I'm like, I guess Uncharted, I would want, I, 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 I personally want more Lost Legacy like games. Yeah. Where they are these spin-off stories, like give me like a solely uh origin tale where I'm just playing a solely or something like that. If I can jump in here for big changes from PlayStation franchise or big franchises, PlayStation franchise. I think mm-hmm. you're hitting an interesting one that's that splits off. And I think both sides are interesting universes where number one, and I'm talking about Uncharted. Number one, there's that rumor, right, that Sony San Diego is working on an Uncharted game that uh Naughty Dog's like overseeing or whatever helping i forget mm-hmm. the other the rumor that that uh, there was that rumor like w- way long ago and then more recently in the timeline there was the rumor that that had popped up on a linkedin profile or some shit like that i forget i'm, I'm mixing and matching but you know what i mean yeah i i'm fascinated to see what that is and i would hope in the same vein as i was just talking about with infamous that would be I, I at that point I wouldn't want a Sully or a you know um, Sam or a Chloe or anybody. I would say mm-hmm. give me a new character that's a young adventurer, or whatever the hell that's in over his or her head, and then have them run into Nadine or whatever, and like that becomes a part of the you know what I mean? Like yeah, interlace in that, but don't make it so directly connected that it's like it just. I think if you're gonna have somebody else do Uncharted, which obviously PlayStation is going to want to at some point because they have money in there or have no idea to come back to it years from now, I think you do that and you need to let them have like free reign of it. Where Uncharted, you understand, an Uncharted game means that it is high action pulp adventure, right? That's all it needs to be. So like, let's not try to shoehorn you in there and like giving it to another studio that you know has proven chops and knows what they're doing for it, I think would make sense to see what they come up with. Then the same vein of that split and what I want to see with big franchises, not the same. I think it'd be interesting to see what I think it's going to be fascinating to see what Naughty Dog does next. Cause after last of us part two, even if one that comes out, right. If they're done in that world or not done in that world, you figure there'll be a game after it. And I don't think it'll be an uncharted. So like, no. what are they interested in doing? You know what I mean? Like what, coming off of these things that have defined the studio for so many years now, what does that next project look like? Is in, you assume it's story-based, but are I think if you're doing something from the ground up and brand new, that's when you can get more weird with it. And like, we're talking about co-op, right? What would a Naughty Dog co-op story look like where we're both playing stuff and doing stuff, right? Taking the learnings of 
Uncharted and Last of Us single player, merging it with the learnings of Last of Us multiplayer, Uncharted multiplayer, right? And giving you the same Naughty Dog sense of blockbuster scope and story. And is that doable? Because immediately I'm like, well, that would you know not be because it's so hard to make. Me and Blessing are playing the same game, but looking at different things. So how do you make a set piece? How do you Yeah, at a certain point, like, does it become a way out? And like, do people, is that what people want from me? Like if I, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine being in a Sony press conference and like on the screen comes like not you see the Naughty Dog logo and you see like a character being controlled and they're going through the motions and then you turn and then you see another character but like it's the character is highlighted in some way or like the yeah. username of a player is on top of it I I'd be curious to see what that reaction is it would be like because I don't know if it would be if it would be a good reaction from people but it's a, I hear you and I agree with you, but at some point you have to say fuck that, right? Because you don't want to have this studio that you burn out and they don't get to get creative ever. You mm-hmm. don't want it. I'm sure on some, now granted, it's, you know, there's the, a long time ago I learned an old adage from an IGN editor that, you know, uh, Coke doesn't talk shit on Pepsi, right? Like when you're at the top of the pyramid, everybody wants to turn you, tear you down, right? Pepsi talks shit about Coke the other way around, right? Yeah. Um, where I'm going with this is that, of course, Naughty Dog is, beloved the best in the industry all this stuff so so many people want to shit on them about whatever they can right so i'm sure even though naughty dog's naughty dog the comments you'll see from people like man but the gunplay in uncharted shit oh my god i hate the gameplay of the last of us you know all that stuff i imagine there is a team the gameplay team at naughty dog at some point in some level no matter how fucking trivial it is has a chip on their shoulder of like i think we can do gameplay i'll fucking show them gameplay but you know i mean somebody (laughs) in naughty dog is pitching a game that's like this is fu- let's fucking go let's make this game let's do this well i mean they, they driving whatever the fuck it is they do have that uh and i'm actually i'm with you there and i want to put a pin in that because i want to come back to that but i they're they are working on the seemingly uh multiplayer version or the successor to what was last was factions right because when they when they did sure. the whole blowout uh, they have to be because I want to say so that. Bad, yeah, they, they've said they're. Yeah, I'm like, I'll believe that when I see it. I'll if believe it doesn't that come when out. I'm gonna be it. so upset because I love Last of Us Faction so much. Well, now you got um, Predators to play that. Yeah, but like same thing. That's not the same, same thing because they nailed it with the Last of Us Factions. It was so much better than it should have been. It was so fucking good. But you know they ha- they have that which I think kind of fall falls into that may fall into that. We'll see where, where that goes. But to what you're saying, I'm actually with you. Even though I think. I don't see them doing co-op. I more so see them making a game that is more like systemic in a way, like le- less about like the narrative experience and more yeah. about the act of playing the game, whether it is like, we're going to make a game like Hitman that has like open environments and the, and you get to choose how you play or like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to think what where Naughty Dog would go gameplay wise because their games are like, they have a specific formula and a specific style and that style works so well for them. And it kind of hinges on them being linear in some sort of yeah. way. But I, I imagine that like yeah in their creative brains they kind of they would want to break out of that at a certain point and like is the answer to that less so like adding co-op and is it more so like yeah let's just open things up let's let, let's maybe do make this make our game non-linear in some sort of way whether it is like a, a hitman thing where you get to like go on open levels or an, act, an actual open world game um or what it, whatever it may be i'd be curious to see that for naughty dog because that with with their talent and their skill for writing but then also like with like them being in, a, in i don't want to say in a box because like if, if they're in a box they're in a wonderful box um but with, with them being naughty dog for so long right and doing what they what, the, what they have been doing you know i would love to see what happens when they're like all right fuck it this next game we're doing is going to be dynamically crazy in yeah. terms of what it is and how you're playing it. it's going to be different and that's the thing that gets difficult with it where 
on the one hand, I'm like, they're creative people. They probably want to blow it all up. I'm sure there's so many people that came to Naughty Dog to make Naughty Dog games. And so for sure, it's also us talking about it right now about Last of Us and Uncharted, where when Last of Us did come out, it was very different than Uncharted, right? Like it was, uh, I mean, granted, still story things still in there, you know, but there's crafting in it and the setting was entirely different. It was way darker and grounded and like, you know what I mean? There was a uh, in. Yeah, more puzzly kind of stuff. I get well, not that doesn't make any sense actually. No, but like figuring out how to get through an environment more than what Nate did with like a fucking sundial. I I think that their next IP obviously won't be a complete departure from. Hey, we're we don't make narrative games anymore. Here's a racing simulator, but I think it'll be more dynamic in gameplay. You know, we saw them with uh, Uncharted Four, and then obviously uh, Lost Legacy t- toy around with bigger open environments. Uh, so far, from what I've played of Last of Us Part Two bigger open environments and they have that crafting and stuff in there like how you know do they would they ever want to make a action rpg would they ever want to tell a story like that would they ever you know want to really get down into a i don't even know fantasy setting or something like that yeah i'd be curious they they just make a curious. jrpg man you, i'll tell you what <laughs> a naughty dog jrpg JRPGs. <laughs> um greg that's it for x's and l's well then blessing before we move on let me tell you about our sponsor this episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by MeUndies. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I wear underwear. And when I first put on MeUndies, I said, I will not wear any other underwear. And I threw away the rest of my underwear, and then I ordered more. Well, actually, I probably ordered the MeUndies, and then they came, and then I threw away the money. Uh, but anyways, what I'm saying is, I only wear MeUndies because they're so dang soft. And now they've got a MeUndies club. You can sign up, get underwear delivered to your door uh, over and over again. You don't have to think about it. Those keep sending you new crazy prints and all sorts of crazy things. They're super soft. They get delivered to your door because nobody can go outside anymore. And again, don't you just want to look good? You can get matching pairs, wear them with your significant other, your roommate, your dog. Yes, they have things for dogs. It's not an underwear for dogs. It's a different thing. But they got onesies. They got they got shirts. Tim wears them all the time. They got pajama pants. MeUndies are fantastic. They're comfortable. I love them. I only wear them. They're very cool. They have different uh, patterns on them. And then they got, uh, what do we got here? The micromodal fabric. You know, what the heck is that? It's a magical, sustainable, sustainable, softest. Like, what I'm saying is they're super soft. They're the softest underwear I've ever had. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Everybody knows this. I wear them all the time. Now you got the undie membership. You should get in that. But they have a whole bunch of other different stuff. Because again, size is extra small to 4XL, super soft delivered to your door you don't have to talk to anybody you have cool underwear patterns that means if your pants ever fall down you have a conversation piece a lot of people would say that's a that's gonna be a bad memory i say your pants fall down you're wearing me undies guess what you're the hit of the party even though you can't go to parties anymore but you can ladies and gentlemen go to meundies.com slash P-S-L-Y. Uh, that will give you something special. Any first-time purchasers will get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guaranteed uh, promise to you. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. That's meundies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. And now, blessing. That's our lovely right. sponsor. Congratulations to them. That's great. It's time for what you've been playing slash 104 PSN games ranked. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, each and every week, Bless and I read through the PlayStation blogs, The Drop. That's the upcoming games for the week. We pick a game at random, not at random, but I mean, we read through them and then we decide which one we want to play. And then we come back here, we report back on what we played. We rank them in one ridiculous list. You can keep up at kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. The rules are simple. We can't pick the same game. We can't pick something that's AAA and it shouldn't be something we were going to play anyway. Uh, current rankings for the top 10 because we now have 30 games. Again, I can... I 
urge you kind of funny.com slash one zero four list. Number one is under night in birth exe late control. <laughs> Number two is round guard. <laughs> Number three is Darwin project. Number four is hidden through time. Number five is Chemico. Number six is Foxy Lane two. Number seven is snakey bus. Number eight is mosaic. Number nine is biped. Number 10 is zombie army for dead war last week. Blessing played moto GP 20. I played deliver us the moon blessing. Why don't you start us? I made the wrong decision, Greg. Oh, I don't no! know. I don't. I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I picked MotoGP twenty. This is exactly the same situation as like Graveyard Keeper, where oh, I, no. start, I started playing it and I was like, "All right, I don't think this game is bad. I just don't. I don't have it in me. Like I, I, my brain doesn't function this way." So MotoGP, MotoGP, if you're unfamiliar, because I was pretty much unfamiliar. I knew it was racing. I knew it was motorcycles, but I didn't know exactly what MotoGP was. It's basically like a, a sim, a sim racing game that is modeled after like the real. Yeah, like MotoGP, right? You're, it's it's official motorcycle racing, like NASCAR, but motorcycles. And so it's that. It's a sim. It is very double A. And so like it is like, you know, once I started playing the game, it was one of those things where I was like, man, these character models look like shit. And all, and all, and also <laughs> like uh, immediately like in the menu, there the music that was playing in the menu started doing like the skipping thing that 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 uh if you had like a cd player back in the day yeah, yeah. to say um but like if your if your cd was scratched you know how your cd would skip in the audio yeah by the, the menu music started doing that when i was playing i was like oh all right cool i haven't heard that sound in, in a while um, <laughs> very like very much in the in the double a sphere okay. um but yeah you are you are racing motorcycles and that's what this game is you are um there's a lot of menus, Greg. You you can you can customize different parts of your car. You gotta like make sure that the air in both your tires motorcycle. is the right way. Yeah, motorcycle. Sorry, not car. Um, you gotta make sure the, keep the, the the tires in your motorcycle are, are pumped the right way. Uh, you are you are doing the most boring, long ass races. It's playing it. I was like, all right, this game seems competent, but I don't comprehend anything that's going on here in a way that like if I had if I had to like even critique this game in any sort of way, the thing I will say is that they don't really do any sort of job ushering you in as a new player. Like I felt oh, very lost no. the whole time. I don't even think there's a tutorial. Like they like playing the game, I was like, hmm, all right. Like my experience was going to the career mode, which is like the main mode. There's like a career mode and then you can do like a free race thing, but then or not a, not even a free race. You can do like a weekend thing that like simulates a whole weekend of races for you yeah but career mode is like the 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 main mode uh when you go in there right you like do like practice races and like like i don't even know what to call them basically you're doing practice races to uh to to, um get ready for the final race or whatever right you get to that final race you uh boot it up there's a whole preamble that goes on because it's, it's a sports game and it's a simulation sports game and so there's like the whole like getting ready you see camera pans of like all the people um like all the all the, the the drivers the motorcyclists i guess um like getting ready drinking water doing all that stuff um and then you get the menus to like manage your motorcycle you press play and it's just like a it's just a race it's just a boring a boring race i don't oh, know why no. i picked this game greg i did not have a good time with it i don't want to shit on the game because the game sure. itself seems like if that if that's your bag if that's your jam then it, it you're gonna i think you're gonna have a fine time with it as okay. somebody who is coming into moto gp as a newbie and knows absolutely nothing about moto gp oh greg i didn't have a good time with it at all oh no i thought it was gonna be yeah. too simmy for you i tried to warn you yeah i mean my my 
mo- my um way of thinking last week was all right. I'm coming off of Blind Men, which is yeah a, a visual novel. A visual novel. I just spent an, a couple hours just reading on my PlayStation. I want to get in some action. I want to control a thing. I want to like you know play a game. And so I don't know why I saw motorcycles and thought that was the way to go. It was. It wasn't. It was not. Do. That's a heartbreaker. What about you? How was um? Oh, I guess I'm I'm ranking. Um. Oh. Honestly, I'm gonna put it below Graveyard Keeper, above Eclipse Edge of Light. If that's not like, does that sound fine with you? Putting it above Eclipse Edge of Light. Yeah, I, I think that Graveyard Keeper in this, like you say, are in the same vein, right? Of just a game that's not for you. So like, yeah, there's an audience that's for it, and like, right? Like, as we start getting out of that, that's when you get. Into, I that's like the cutoff to where you start getting into games that are like flawed in some major, not major way, right? But a way. Yeah, like Eclipse like, Age of Light was just like kind of boring and empty, right? Yeah, and like I Complex, look at my ne- the next great, game but... under Eclipse is Space Channel Five, which I did, and Space Channel Five, I'll just say, is like a very flawed game. And I don't think MotoGP is is flawed in the same way that I don't necessarily think Graveyard Keeper is is flawed either. Like, there's some things I saw where I was like, okay, they could have done this better. Like, Graveyard Keeper had some, like, hitches in some areas, and MotoGP could use a tutorial and, like, you know, some some polishing up in some some places. But at the same time, like, it's hard for me to really disparage the game when it's just not my jam. Sure. But that's why these are, you know, bite-sized reviews for 104 PSN games rank. Uh, mine was Deliver Us the Moon. This is one that oh. you've seen around, right? It's the first yes. person. You're getting spiraled out into space. You're up there. Um, uh, it's an interesting one. It's one I, as I as you know, I've played a lot of these first person walking simulators uh, in space. I'm trying to explore this on what's going on up here, kind of thing on 104 ranked and just in general, like with Gone Home and stuff like that. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, it's got problems, uh, but in it, and it, it's one of those games that I think, and, and not to be insulting, but kind of screams indie, where it's like the beginning of it starts in third person, and you're this astronaut running around. Basically, the idea here is that we we ran out of resources on Earth, right? We figure out a way to beam resources from the moon. Then one day out of the blue, it went dark and we didn't have that anymore. So we kind of like retreated in and people have given up on space travel. But you're part of this like renegade group that's like, no, no, we believe in it. We're going to get up there and figure out what's going on and get the power back. So the beginning of the game is kind of like a prologue to your mission of you running around this ancient uh, launch site, setting everything up, setting the switches, running, getting into your ship and then getting blasted off. And once you get blasted off and once you're into the actual space station you're going to right up around the moon or whatever you're put into your uh, your heads your suit or well, i guess you're already in your suit but you're put into first person and it's got a fucking awesome like title graphic of like the way that all that whole prologue happens and then getting launched to space and then having deliver us the moon uh and then sorry you got a question oh no i thought it was like a like, oh yeah exactly you got it you got it you got it you know it you know it yeah and then you're on there and it becomes a yeah uh puzzle narrative what you know what happened up here because you're on this space station trying to piece it together and so you're going room to room figuring out how to get into things how to get out you know how to like okay i need to put the power on here but i only have so many of these uh power converters to put in there then you know you advance on to the next part of the space station put all that together it's as you're going you're getting audio logs so you're listening to them as things start going wrong uh then like this is I, i it's i'll get to it in a second i haven't played as much as i want to of it 
but I just got two spoilers uh, where I get, I got back, I turned on the thing and then boom, out of the blue, like the fucking side of the thing blew off. I got sucked out into space. I was tumbling away like in this very cinematic oh. moment. And then I had to like stop myself. He stops himself. Then I had to start going back and like picking up oxygen tanks because you're, you know, you have depleting oxygen in certain areas if there's no life support or if you're sucked out into the vacuum of space uh, to then get back to it. Right. So it's only getting better the more I play um the problems with it is that it has a few annoyances that i don't dig so like uh like i talked about being like unabashedly indie in the front like when you're in third person like you have this weird bounce to it and this is just the opening but as a first impression not knowing what i'm getting into as we do with these games it was very much like what's going on why is he at, why does he look like this and then i was like oh this is actually a first person game this is just like a prologue thing into first person fine but then as you know you go and this maybe this is a playstation 4 version as you go to new sections of the ship right you get a big old fucking frame hold while it does like the saving like lo- clearly loading up the next section then it's like all right cool i'm into it and then right now what's impeding my progress is the annoy the it, it's annoying and overly punishing based on checkpoints if you fail so there was one that was like this puzzle where i unlocked i just unlocked the ability to uh like cut through things with a laser which is cool and i liked it like it's more dynamic than the other uh space exploration slash first person walk arounds i've been doing where it's like oh okay. what the fuck am i supposed to do here this is very much like it feels like you're in space you are in zero g you're floating through the thing you, you eventually you have a flashlight you have a laser you're cutting things off the wall moving past them going through and so then there was this puzzle of like uh okay i had to cut these you know wires to get in there to get the power thing to put it in the next thing and you got one over and it was okay cool these are all electrified so you need to come up at a certain angle come in another and come down to get it and i the first time i did it like i thought i did it fine but and i it's that thing of like wait is the game tracking my feet like if my feet touch something or is it just my camera am i just a camera here I didn't think I hit it, but it said I hit it. So I got zapped and then I got zapped. I got knocked back and zapped into the bigger zapper and I died like a bug zapper. And so oh, then wow. it reloaded the Jesus. checkpoint and I had to do the same, like open the thing, get the thing, put the thing in, open the next thing, cut the wires, get the thing, put the thing in, open the next. And it's not going as fast as I'm talking. I'm in zero G. It's very slow. It's, it's, oh. and so it was like, get back to the electrical puzzle. And I'm like, Right, fuck and they went in zapped myself to death again i'm like motherfucker and had to reload the same thing and it's like oh like i'm that sucks i don't want to do you know what i mean and then i got on the third time whatever but then the part uh, where you get blown out into space and you come back in which again is early in this game i've just been having to break it up due to commitments like i am doing it and it's a longer thing as i'm like daisy chaining these oxygen tanks and it's you know going through these holes and stuff but like the first time through i was doing really well i thought and i passed one i was like oh fuck that was something i was supposed to cut and there was no oxygen tanks. And I was like, fuck, sure enough, reload all the way to the beginning of it. All right, get them that time. Go further. Uh, I, they're doing things like this effect on the screen, like you're because you're out in space or whatever. So I'm like, where, where the fuck am I supposed to go? Go that way, not the right way. Die, go all the way to the back. All right, come back in. And it's like, oh my God. And it's like, how I, long was all this going on? Like, I mean, it's one of those where it's not an outrageous amount of time. I would say, what, it's maybe I'm ballparking here, but like, well, I have a countdown on my thing, so it's probably. I mean, I'm refilling the oxygen though. We're talking maybe a minute, and then it's getting more the further you get, right? And then it's, okay. but when you die, it's not an instantaneous reload, it loads it back up. So it's just like, mm. I'm interested in the story. The voice acting is great, the story is interesting. Like, the audio logs I'm finding, I was actually like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm into this in the same way with like Tacoma, where I was like, what is going on in this ship? Uh, okay. uh, so it's, it's this weird thing, but then it's, I hit these speed bumps where it's just like, 
fuck. So I like, you know, I was playing it today before we came uh, to do uh, uh, well, We Have Cool Friends and then this show. Uh, and it was that thing of like, I did it like, you know, four times and I'm still not, I'm still just fucking stuck in space right now trying to <laughs> figure out where to go into the ship when I get back. And it's funny because it's the kind of game that the first, one of the first puzzles you hit, or I guess the first puzzle you hit on the station is, you know, how to keep this door open to get the power core out to get it the next thing. And I did one run of it and died. And then I got close to dying on the second one and I figured it out. And so then, you know, I thought it saved and it didn't. So I turned it back on today and had to redo it. And then when you know what you're doing, it takes two seconds. But it's that thing of like that learning process and then the punishment of the checkpoint and the punishment of the load. It's mm. like, well, this isn't instantaneous. So I don't want to fucking fail this much. And I'm not enjoying failing, but I'm enjoying the story. So gotcha. R- roundabout again, like we, we these games aren't meant to be comprehensive reviews and we've beaten them and platinum to all the time. Like, I want to play more of this. I actually want to know what's going to happen. I will go back to this one, which is something I don't say for a lot of the games we play here. So I think it succeeds. I just think there's caveats to it of how it succeeds and why it succeeds. And so I I want to give it more and maybe even report back next week more uh, in terms of, you know, when we sit here and talk about, you know, how they rank and what we've been playing. But Mm -hmm. it's an interesting one. I like it. It's got it's got polish to it. It's got personality to it. it's got an interesting story going on, which is obviously what I'm looking for in that type of game. And I, if, from what I've seen online, I think it's like only like four or five hours long. So it's not like incredible. Hmm. Uh, so for ranking it, Big Daddy Bless. I would say I put it at number eight. So I would say underneath Snakey Bus, above Mosaic. Above Mosaic. Yeah, Mosaic I could have put down and left and never come back to. This one I mm-hmm. want to come back to. That makes sense. Right. I'll, I'll allow it. Bus. All right, so then now your top 10 is un- largely unchanged, but number seven, Snakey Bus, number eight, Deliver Us the Moon, number nine, Mosaic, number 10, Biped, uh, Zombie Army 4, Dead War, drops off the list. And wow. It, had, it put up a great fight. It did. It hung out for a long time. That's all you can really ask for, you know? That was a fun game when we played it for that afternoon. Well, I mean, Wasn't it wasn't... I mean, I, I, I can, when I compare it to the fun we're having in Predator, no. No. Well, no. <laughs> like, that's my thing. It's like, it, like, I enjoyed hanging out with you, but it was like, all right. I mean, remember, the highest compliment we can pay, play Zombie Army for is that when we're playing is like, man, we should play World War Z. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Jump off this thing. Bless, are you ready to pick next week's games? I am. Too bad. It's my turn to pick first. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do you want to? I was thinking about this the other day. These, mm. you know, I just read and read and read. Do you want to switch off reading? uh we can i'm yeah, gonna start then it. all right i'm gonna start with active neuron. like because usually course, in my mind i'm like if it's a if it's a longer one oh it is a longer one today yeah let's switch off because i don't mind can... you doing it for like if it's like an average like yeah but it's, if it's long it's gonna be too long right yeah uh, justin over the playstation blog put this up active neurons is out on playstation 4 and vita it lives uh, active neurons is a game that trains the player in sp- Trains the player in spatial logical thinking. By controlling the power of thought, you must charge the neurons. The more neurons are charged, the healthier the brain becomes. The healthier the brain becomes, the more of a fully-fledged life the person will live. <laughs> Jesus. Arcade Spirits is out on PS4, digital, and retail. What if the 1983 video game marketing crash never happened? Set in 20XX, Arcade Spirits is a visual novel romantic comedy with a different history, where arcades still reign supreme as the ultimate place to play. After a period of turbulent employment, your character starts an exciting new job at the Funplex, a popular local arcade with a team of staff that are as eccentric as the customers. 
Book of Demons comes to PlayStation 4 this week. Book of Demons is a hack and slash deck building hybrid in which you decide the length oh. of quests, wield magic oh. cards, and slay the armies of darkness in the old cathedral dungeons. Save the terror stricken paperverse from the clutches of the Archdemon. Daymare 1998 is on PS4 Digital. Daymare 1998 is a third person survival horror game that recreates the mood of iconic titles from the 90s with a fresh storyline. An incident that turns a small town into a deadly zone. Three characters. Three characters to play with, uh, or three characters to play with, and little time to find the truth before its mutated citizens abruptly end your mission. Dun dun ding. Um, up next is down the rabbit hole. Sorry, I was trying to find a video for the Daymare. Down the rabbit hole. This is a PlayStation VR title. It lives down the rabbit hole is a VR adventure set in Wonderland prior to Alice's arrival. You will guide a girl who is looking for her lost pet by solving puzzles, uncovering secrets, and making choices about the story along the way. Hmm. Dreadnautical for PS4. Hmm. Uh, your cruise was so relaxing, relaxing until the monsters from another dimension showed up to kill everyone. Fight them off, manage your resources effectively, and convince scattered survivors to join your efforts. A captivatingly eerie tactical turn-based RPG. Gun Crazy is coming to PlayStation 4. Gun Crazy is a fast-paced and hectic arcade-style action shoot 'em up in this homage to classic old-school classics. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, become the fiercest <laughs> lady on the police force. Take out the bad guys through four unique levels filled with challenging bosses and powerful special guns. The Inner Friend for PS4, which I feel like we've heard about, or at least I've heard about. Inner Friend was in one of the showcases and I think is already out on PC, but I need oh. to check that was coming out for PS4 this week. Led by a mysterious shadow, face fears and nightmares inhabiting its materialized subconscious universe. Dive into a unique and eer eerie world uh, to relive the shadow's childhood memories and overcome them to restore what was once a safe haven. Dark and scary, mysterious at times, the world of Inner Friend is a surrealist representation of memories and fears. Jigsaw Abundance comes to PlayStation 4 this week. Now with more themes and puzzles, including 10 different themes to choose from, four different difficulty settings to adjust any time during playing, 50 high-quality puzzle images, the ability to adjust background themes in soft, relaxing, and cheerful music. Oh, I love cheerful music. You love puzzles, Moving too, out, <laughs> Moving Out is out this week for PS4, digital and retail. Moving Out is a ridiculous physics-based uh, moving simulator that brings a new meaning to couch co-op take on moving jobs across the town of packmore enjoy the story mode solo or as a team of four friends move through sleepy suburbs frenzied farms haunted houses and lands beyond to, uh lands beyond to grow your company's reputation that's a great write-up sakura wars comes to playstation 4 uh, the Imperial Combat Review takes the stage as Tokyo's defense against demons in this extravagant adventure. Adventure. Soldiers in wartime, theater performers in peacetime, the Flower Division is not living up to its legacy and risks being shut down. As newly appointed Captain uh, Kamiyama, it's up to you to turn things around. SnowRunner is out this week for PS4. Get ready for the next generation of off-road experience. Drive powerful vehicles and overcome extreme open environments, mud, torrential waters, snow, frozen lakes, with 40 unique vehicles to unlock, upgrade, and customize. Go solo or play with other players in four-player co-op. <sighs> Streets of Rage 4 is on PlayStation 4. Amongst the best beat-em-up series ever created, jamming 90s beats and over-the-top street beaten. The iconic series Streets of Rage comes back with a masterful tribute and tribute to and revitalization of the classic action fans adore. And then lastly, we have Telling Woo! Lies, which is out this week for PS4 Digital, an investigative thriller game with non-linear storytelling. Telling Lies revolves around a cache of secretly recorded video conversations starring Logan Marshall Green, Alexandra Shipp, 
Carrie Bechet, Angela Serafian, and directed by Sam Barlow, creator of Her Story and Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Uh, Telling Lies, of course, one of my top 10 of last year on PC. So I can't pick it, obviously. It's an odd day, so I get to pick today first. Can't Mm -hmm. pick Telling Lies. I highly recommend Telling Lies, though, for anybody listening. I can't tell you how it runs on PS4. I haven't turned it on yet. So then, bless. Lots of games out here this week. Yeah, there's there's a lot of games. Better than last week. Yeah. I would tell you Arcade Spirits on the short list for me. I would tell you Moving Out is, but Moving Out, I feel like I would have played anyway. So I feel like that'd be cheating. So Arcade Spirits. I'm kind of similar. Yeah. And then Streets of Rage 4, which is which toes the line of what we would that's talk not, about. That's not AAA. Well, would we? I feel oh, like we sorry. Would, I don't think I, I don't think I would have turned out Streets of Rage 4 really if I didn't do it here. Outside of like, if it wasn't for work, I'd probably not play it. I'm gonna play. I'm picking Streets of Rage 4. You're going Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, yeah. I was also eyeing Arcade Spirits. Part of me does, doesn't. It's another do visual, visual novel, novel. Though, right? Like that's the, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to do that so one. soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to hear? Do you uh, want some feedback from Nick from SoCal? Yes, please. That'd be Nick awesome. from SoCal wrote into patreoncom slash kind of funny games. Be part of the show, just like you can. It says, "Gents, the drop is your oyster." Here's the open critic roundup: Arcade Spirit sits at an 81, Book of Demons a 78, Daymare 1998 a 58, The Inner Friend 66, Moving Out a 78, Telling Lies a 79. Greg Miller editorializing. Telling Lies deserves more than a 7 yet. Gun Crazy has a, has one 7 out of 10. Sakura Wars has one 6 out of 10. In parentheses, yeah, right. And then Down the Rabbit Hole has one 5 out of 10. But Andrea liked what she played. Lastly, while it's easier to watch gameplay to explain the kind of puzzle in yeah, the kind of puzzle in Active Neurons, if you've played any video game ever, it's a mechanic you should be familiar with. That's like a weird, vague, like, riddle. <laughs> Kevin, can I possibly have you pull up a trailer of Book of Demons? Because that's one that I'm I'm eyeing, but like I don't want to. I'm I'm scared to pick it without like seeing it because again, the the description of Book of Demons is it's a hack and slash deck building hybrid in which you decide the length of of quests. Right, hack and slash my jam. Deck building, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> um, and so I, I got I gotta see what it looks like before I, I dive in deep into Book of Demons. But that's another one I'm eyeing. N- seeing that score for Arcade Spirits kind of makes me wanna it looks really cute. Like, right? That it looks, looks like really cute. The, the style of the of the art here, the the title art looks really dope. But then telling lies, like that's another one that I don't think I'm gonna play outside of this. And this might be a good like her story was you can fire was again pretty enjoyable. Okay, so Kevin has enjoyable Book of Demons here. Yeah, this doesn't look like my yeah, jam necessarily. What you want to play right now? Yeah, this looks very strategic. But what if I told you Telling Lies was about reading? Pretty cool. No, it's not. We don't. But no, I was gonna say Telling Lies is like you. Uh, it's about typing. Like, it's the one where you, you like. In key- are you putting in keywords and then watching videos and trying to piece? Yes, but together? they've improved it since her, her story, where like you're at least on PC, you were able to click on the words, whereas her story you had to type the words or whatever. Do telling lies, just do it. I'm or do the arcade lies. spirits. One. Wait, you can so they have keywords you can click in her. In, That's in how it was in the PC one. Okay, yeah, do telling lies then. Or I guess I played you it know, on Mac or iPad, but whatever. In her story, I kind of did like the idea that you have to think of like what keywords are they? Would they be saying? You know, like that was yeah. a fun element, but. I'll, I'll just do telling lies. I'll play it and figure out how I feel. Okay. Blessing. Correct. It's time for reader mail. It is. Um. However, this is no ordinary reader mail. Last week, 
you asked the best friends to talk back and reader mail best friends talk back you said what are the must play jrpgs on playstation and why and let me tell you blessing people had opinions and they oh, yeah. sure they always, didn't write in do. about these yeah i didn't if you let people me. talk if you let people talk back to you they'll have things to say well, i was very impressed i want to say with the entire uh, kind of funny best friend community so many of you wrote in patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course to be part of the show thank you so much i'll read some of your yes. ones you, do you want to how do you want to do this you want to jump in you want to read some here you asked the question. Uh, I feel I mean, like it's 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 unfair of me. I if you want to read, you can you can you can go for it. I won't okay. I won't stop okay. you. But also yeah. I would I would also want to put out you know shout out to everybody who wrote in. As a reminder, if you want to write in for best friends talk back, you know you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and, and do it there because I got a lot of DMs and a lot of people tagging me and things. <laughs> You're like this is not what I said. <laughs> it's like thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. Uh, y'all are awesome. But also I got my DMs are filled right now. <laughs> I like the one we had a lot of people write in with like lengthy ones, which I'm a I am not usually a fan of. Usually it benefits you to be, you know, in the show uh, as, as to the point as possible. When we ask you to talk back and explain why it, many, many of you took the uh, 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 baton here and ran with it. So I'm looking I want to I want to start with a banger. All right. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in here. That's good. Yeah, bang but, it up. Um, I'm going to bang it up as the kids say. Right? Do they say that? I don't think they, say they do not say that, but they can they might start now. Dan likes everything wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games says I'm 38. So I was at the perfect age for the peak of JRPG, the JRPG era on PS1 and PS2. Picking just one game is so difficult. I'm going to sort of cheat here. My pick is Sweek It In 2, but with a caveat. You'd be much better off playing the first three games of the series in order. They all take place in different time periods, but have strong connections and reoccurring characters that you'll love. That being said, I, if you can only play one, it has to be Suikoden in two. The quick pitch is this. Your hero, through all kinds of shenanigans, ends up being the leader of an army that you must build to take on the big bads. The, twist, the twists are that you collect 108 unique characters throughout the course of the game. Parentheses, most of them can be used as party members. Many of that are optional, and some of them uh, with bring minigames along with them, such as cooking competition and a dice game. Uh, and they all move into your ever-expanding base of operations. In addition to that, while it's mainly a turn-based RPG, there are one-on-one -on -one fights and large-scale army-versus-army battles, the latter of which can result in permadeath for your characters. Plus, the turn-based battles involve six-person parties, and depending on who you pick, they or there are combo attacks. Think cr Chrono Trigger, but more variety. Everything from two-person combos to five-person combos, uh, which are all hype as hell. Honestly, there is such joy in recruiting new characters and going back to your base to see where they moved in and how the base is expanded. Characters will pop up in different areas of the base depending on uh, who you've recruited and where they are in the story. Parentheses, sort of like the Normandy in Mass Effect, but again, it's dozens of characters in a giant base. There's so much more variety and depth. Suikoden so 2 also has the absolute best villains of the genre, second only to Final Fantasy VI's Kefka in my book. I think I just hyped myself into replaying the game, bless. I'm sorry. Hey, I, just think hey, I, I, I think I hype myself into replaying the game. Period. Bless. Play. Sweet it in two. I'm trying to see what platforms is on because it's a it's a PS1 game that also came out on PSP, and yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm I'm seeing like a PSN release, but I'm trying to figure out what that's available. On. Now I am, of course, as you know, old and rusty, but at IGN, Jared Petty, I remember yes. coming on to Beyond to freak out about this coming. So I do think that puts it well into the Vita space of PS1 games. So it's on PS3, PS Vita, and PSP. Perfect. From what I can tell. It's a PS1 fair. classic. Get on your PSP, man. You know? I mean, I could also get on my PS Vita, which I own. True. I mean, you, I don't you, have a PSP. You can't, go wrong on it. you can't go wrong on it, you know? 
Um, let me get you another good one here. Here, let me tell you. Well, here, because a lot of people wrote in with that, but there was one write up. I'm just talking to myself while I go. You know what I mean? No, talk I to yourself, man. I like, I, I, Speaking in Two is one that I remember, I remember listening to Jared Petty talk about it on podcasts all the time. Um, and everything I heard about it sounds cool. Even, I mean, this write up here, right? Like, even sells, sells me on it a bit. Here I like comes. the idea that you're building an army. I'm going to give you a long one from Arvin, and then we're going to get a slam dunk, sh- much shorter version, but I think it does this well, all right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Gressing. I was a lapsed pay- Porty. Hold on. Porty's trying to jump my lap. He's going to hurt. Oh, no. Porty. Oh, what a, what a bing bong. <laughs> hey, Gressing. I was a lapsed patron, but I had to re-up my sub to give you this recommendation. In the Final Fantasy VII Remake review, you guys mentioned you really liked the Materia system. I also know that Greg really likes Persona 4 and 5, parentheses, even though he's too chicken to finish Persona 5. But hey, let's not bring that up. Thank you. What if there's a game that combines the Materia system and... Uh, Combines this, he's, there is an and, it's not supposed to be that. Combines the Materia system with Persona's social link systems. Oh, you're believable character development, gripping narrative, excellent writing, deep lore for its vast world, and, let me finish the sentence, and by yeah. far is what I consider to be the best RPG turn-based combat system that exists. Blessing. I, I feel like I've heard this pitch before. Well. Like a year or so ago. Is it, it can I guess, is yeah. it Trials of Cold Steel? It sure is. Well, this, yeah, it's the trial series. Uh, the series, okay. Just let, stick with Arvin a second because he's going to keep going. Well, I'm here to recommend a long-running, highly underrated JRPG series that is the Legend of Heroes trial series. By the end of 2020, there will have been 10 games in the entire series in Japan, seven of them released for the Western audience. That sounds like a lot, but wait, don't let that intimidate you. There's an accessible jumping on point in the sixth game, which begins the Trials of Cold Steel sub-series. Yeah, and or Trails, not Trials. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I think I, did I say Trails or did I say Trials? You're, you're saying Trials, but I, I think I started because I said Trials. Gotcha. We're talking about Trails. Sorry, buddy. I yeah. knew that because it's like planes in the air. Trails of Cold Steel sub-series and are playable on PS4. Trails of Cold Steel is a story about a group of military academy students who lives, whose lives become intertwined in the struggles of its nation's political drama and civil war. There's magic. There's giant mechs. It's a wonderful blend of science, fantasy, and somehow the writing makes all of it grounded and believable. The games especially have strong characters and world building. For example, where most NPCs in JRPGs serve mostly as generic husks uh, that have one or two lines that repeat through the entire game, the NPCs in Trails feel much like real, much more like real people. Their dialogue changes to reflect the current events of the world, or they'll have their own ongoing stories uh, that have updates and resolutions to later on in the game. Let me tell you, bless. This is a game that people wrote in hand over fist to recommend for you when you said this. Uh, one of my other ones was this. Uh, Dave Parker wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, The Trails of Cold Steel series. It's the Avengers of JRPGs. And as of this upcoming fall, the games will be available on PlayStation 4. I replied to your tweet with this, and it currently has the most likes and replies. Don't be <laughs> cowards. Look into this series. Embrace it. Love it. And live it. I mean, you y'all might have sold me. Like, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it it looks uh, similar to like a Persona game. Um, it says here on Wikipedia that it came out in North America on on March 26, 2019, for Trails of Cold Steel. And so I, I'm I'm curious what the one that's coming out this fall is. Well, that they were talking about it being a collection in fall. I think, oh, a collection. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah, this is an old Vita one, right? Yeah, it's it on. Came it came out on PS3, PS Vita. Um, and it's also on PS4. Because I remember when I was looking for a game afterwards, I tried this and it didn't click. And I, I want to say it was Justin McElroy was really into it at the time. 
but I don't know. I know other people are too. Uh, if you want more, just to drive the point home, Pulley wrote in and said, Legends, Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, and the rest of the Trails games. Trails of Cold Steel is a great starting point on getting into the Legend of Heroes Trails series. It has a bit of Persona feel in that the main characters are students and social link-esque systems are there. It has a great turn-based battle system and the orb mint systems in Trails games uh, are a bit like Materia in Final Fantasy VII. The biggest draw, IMO, of this series is the amazing expansive world where it feels like every random NPC you meet in a random city has their own life story, many times having nothing to do with you and your story. Definitely a must play for JRPG fans, and I understand that the time investment can be daunting, especially if you want to jump into the full 9 plus game series. Uh, it's also on sale right now on PSN. Save 40%. It's $23.99 right now until May 8th, it looks like. You think you're gonna do it? Is that is that the winner? You said because that's where this started from, right? You you were playing Final Fantasy VII after Final Fantasy VII remake, and you were looking for another JRPG. Or you yeah, also Persona too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I also started Persona. Uh, yes, Persona Five Royal, and so I'm making my way through that also. Um, man, I'm, t- I'm I might I might hit the buy button on the Legend yeah. of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. I'm gonna give you, you one more, it. and it's one of the ones that. I wasn't expecting to pop up here, but Charles Jacobson wrote in with this to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. <laughs> Greetings, Greg and Blessing. JRPG implies it has to be made in Japan, but can we agree that today it's more tied to the type of systems and combat, not country? If so, let me tell you about arguably the best JRPG on PS4, Battle Chasers Night War by Airship Syndicate, Joe Mad and a lot of ex-vigil folks. It's based on the Battle Chasers comics, which used JRPG tropes in a very creative way. The tank is a little badass girl, the massive battle mech has become the healer, etc. It's stunning, it's excellent in terms of writing, and, I'm sorry, it's excellent in terms of writing. The combat is the best of any modern RPG, I'd say. It's not grindy, yet there's such a rewarding feeling you get from the experience, and it's sold as a smaller experience, but it still takes 25 to 30 hours to beat. Play it. You'll not regret it. Jonah's crew are incredible at what they do. And hell, let me remind you, even Greg liked the game when he played it at Judges Week. But he, and no one kind of funny, ever played the full game. So it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Make things right, Blessing. Don't let kind of funny be the company who doesn't appreciate Airship Syndicate. First off, Charles Jacobson, I 100% Airship Syndicate. Joe Matt has always been good to me since he was on Up at Noon. He always remembers me when we run to each other. I did like Battle, Battle Chasers Night War. And when it came to Switch, I put it on my Switch and played it there for a little bit. It didn't click at the time because I wasn't in the mood to be reading that much and there was no VO. And then uh, they also did the Darksiders game, which I enjoyed too. So fuck you, man. Which Darksiders game was that? Genesis. Gotcha, gotcha. Which I'm I looking at... I, I didn't put a lot of time into when I, I need to. I'm looking at images of Battle Chasers Night War, and I totally somehow missed this as it was coming out. I guess October 2017 was like a busy time for games, so that, that's probably what that was. But yeah, dude, like this this looks pretty dope. Um, So shout out to that answer. Okay. I'm, I'm clicking buy on Trails of Gold Steel, by the way. Oh, there it is, everybody. You did it. Yeah, Trails I just confirmed Steel. my purchase. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Vlad Jones. He, he wrote in and said, Kingdom Hearts is one of the best action... J- jrpgs around uh chasing his dream road in pushing for nino kuni the uh, wrath of the white witch uh, i tried wrath of the white witch and yeah. i that's the first one right yeah that came out on ps3 yeah, yeah. I, I tried it i i fell off of it i i don't know what, what it was that could that that didn't hook me i don't I, but like it's a beautiful game like a great yeah. great art style 
And then uh, Jeff Wasson uh, said Star Ocean till the end of time in Xeno Gears. Mm. Of course, many, yeah, lots and lots of you wrote in. Wit was pushing for Valkyria Chronicles too. Uh, Norman Pennyworth wanted uh, to give a shot at the Shadow Hearts on PlayStation 2. Amazing responses. Thank you yes. all so much for that. Couldn't do it without you. We should do this again sometime. We should do it. Do you have a question for Ask people questions. Uh, no, I don't have an interesting Don't question. force it. Don't force it. Yeah. It needs to be natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Let's talk about a PSN profile of the week. Bless. Let's do it, Greg. This, of course, is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving me your PSN name. I read it here. We then go to your trophies on psnprofiles.com, a great site you should support. And we decide if you're good, bad, or down under. That didn't make any sense. Uh, Dan Alpin wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games wanting to be searched uh psn name is d-a-n-l-i-n-p so it's d it's his name but he put a nine in instead of the it's it's a lot dan you can change that anytime you want to dan uh dan says hey greg and blessing hello from the lockdown uk oi oi governor Whilst I have been lucky enough to continue working during these times, I have still found time to ignore the sun outside and continue hunting Platinums. Each week on PSI Love You, I keep hearing you review other best friends' PSN profiles, wishing that one week you might have a look at mine. I recently got a PlayStation VR for my 30th birthday, and so have been, and so have been enjoying unlocking Platinums in virtual reality. So far, Astrobot Rescue Mission is my favorite VR game. If any other best friends have recommendations for great PSVR Platinums to go for, please let me know. I wanted to say thanks uh, for, I want to say thanks for keep myself. He says keep myself. <laughs> thanks for myself and the rest of the community. Ah, he left out the ING. Thanks for keeping myself and the rest of the community entertained during uh, these difficult times. That's always keep the, that's always the awesome fun words. game to play to figure out like, all right, what are they trying to say here? Yeah, right. Uh, and I hope you enjoy my uh, trophy collection. P.S. I'm ashamed to say that as a PlayStation fan, I have never played Unchar- the Uncharted games, but I am getting closer to the big 100 uh, milestone. I plan on making those games my 97th, ni- 98, 99, and 100th Platinum. Wow. I love that idea. The dedication. Uh, right now, yeah, as we pop in over here, right, we are looking at uh, right now, Dan had, well, first off, work hard, play hard. That's his, his uh, little, little saying there. I like that. Uh, level That's 25 really in trophies right now, a total of 4,610 trophies, 87 plats right now. Uh, last wow. one being Astrobot Rescue Mission before that, yeah. Jedi Knight 2. Astrobot Ras- Rescue Mission is a, I, I know he said it's his favorite VR game, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, up, it's up there with Beat Saber. Those are the, like the two best PSVR games. Uh, what is guy? Yeah, like because let yeah, he you know he mentioned the VR thing, yeah, and he said so. It's Astrobody's got there. He's got the Playroom VR. Uh, he's got. I didn't realize you could platinum Playroom VR. Yeah, because isn't that like a, like a demo? Like not not a demo, but isn't it like a? It's like teaching different... you how to do stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, defeat the VR monster, save the city. Yeah, interesting. Rick and Morty. Do that. Remember Rick on the, the VR, uh, the Vita game, the Vita intro thing, Welcome Park or whatever that had a. Can you platinum that? Wait, did it have a platinum or it just, maybe it just had trophies? Well, That's no. interesting. Now you got me check. Right, well, welcome. welcome Park trophies. I don't remember ever seeing anybody having a trophy for Welcome Park Park, but I could a be wrong. Tro- yeah, no, I'm sorry. It just had trophies. It didn't have a. Platinum. It had trophies. Interesting. Yeah, 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 it had a gold trophy. That was the one. I got compl- I got confused. What about um? When we got our Vita that it had. What about Near? Like not like wasn't there like an app on Vita called Near? Yeah, don't like, talk about Near. We don't talk about Near. Did it have trophies? Trophies to it? Uh, no, nobody understood Near. It sucked. You got a game good. What the fuck are you talking about? What is this? 
nightmarish nightmarish mm-hmm. uh platinum and kingdom hearts 3 that's nothing to sneeze at platinum at lego dc superheroes platinum in medieval you don't see that often you don't see people <laughs> playing not, medieval that often that's not a that's not a platinum c uh platinum in dead nation no sh- nothing there platinum in final fantasy 15 final fantasy 12 uh overcooked 2 shem you i can never say it but you know what i mean spider-man lego marvel superheroes 2 zero dawn unlike blessing lego dimensions plus that's another good one game taken too is soon it, from us is, if, if, you, if i wanted to platinum that game today could i even do it for lego dimensions i mean you'd have to get the lego stuff with it but mm. and it'd be, that'd be difficult to do wouldn't it yeah probably to get the lego stuff yeah no i gave mine away to some kids so i can't help you anymore i mean yeah. i'm not looking to platinum it. i was just very curious well, i mean if you're thinking about it i'll go through the hoops and i'll try to get it for you you know what i mean like you know i love that game uh lots of legos here you got lego star wars 3 lego pirates of the caribbean sly 1 sly 2 sly 3 got over ascension now you don't see that one often either la noir all the jacks i like what i like about it dan is that you get into grooves you know what i mean you man he platinumed ratchet deadlocked what a great platinum I did you ever were you ever into Ratchet Deadlocked, Greg? Did you ever play that one? Which one was Ratchet Deadlocked? That was like the one that um was basically like an arena shooter game. Like it 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 basically was uh it was like a Ratchet and Clank spinoff where it is like Ratchet gets abducted, I think, and then like put into like like this alien arena um like game show type deal. That game was super fun, but never got the respect it deserved. And (laughs) it's a game that I think they should bring back in some form. Like a, a Ratchet Deadlocked 2 that came out like today i think could re- be really fun because it is like it's russian clank gameplay that is meant for um like a horde mode or like multiplayer modes it's like a multiplayer focused ratchet game that oh, like okay. if you look at the weapons and like the layout of it i think i i think it works so well today but i doubt huh. they'll go back to it huh. all right well dan great trophy list I like that you burn hot on a series or something or like at least a genre and then you get out and you do the warriors else. sorry i'm like i like scrolled all the way down to see do like it, what your, these early oh. platinums are dark cloud dark cloud. i like this guy this guy is, oh dan you get cool. the blessing seal of approval yeah dan you get the, you get the seal of approval. i love you ladies and gentlemen this has been ps i love you xoxo Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, we're your weekly PlayStation podcast. You hang out, you nerd out with us, and we have a good time. If you want to give us your trophies, if you want to ask us questions, if you just want to be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where, of course, you can get the exclusive post show we're about to record. That's right. The podcast doesn't have to end unless you're on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or podcast services around the globe. You can just head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, get the show ad-free, watch it as we record it live, and get that post show. Blessing. Greg. Great work today. You too. You did a great job. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this post show with you. But until then, for everybody else, it's been our pleasure to serve you.